Walk into a house just talking that freaks people out. No, really, um, what what has alarmed me, and I don't know if I'll be able to continue this tradition. Okay, my mom and Archie, her husband, I still don't know, you know, like once, yeah, 36, 37, you can't call them step, yeah, I feel you, but my mom and Archie, um, Archie, though, is he black? Yeah, he's black, he's a real good dude. Every Archie I know is black, that's so weird, like it's. It doesn't feel like it would be a black name, but I know so many black Archies. What happened? I know, like how did it turn from the comics where it was a redhead white dude into right to just a black dude? I I legit know, like that's the third Archie. Like I knew two growing up. Uh, his name was actual. His first name was Donald, and he preferred Archie. His middle name was like Archer, or some some nonsense like that. And he's like, oh, just call me Archie. And I was like, nah, why would you do Dunn? Like. <laughs> <laughs> Okay. This is, the, this is the first time in recorded history that black people have successfully appropriated something for white people. <laughs> We're just taking Archie slowly but surely. It's ours. <laughs> right. But at the same time, at the same time, white yeah. people are like, you can have Archie. We've upgraded. Now we have Hunter and 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 Apple. Uh, <laughs> fucking Hunter. Uh and Chase. That's Chase. I, uh. Those all just sound like goddamn white supremacist names. Claxton. Oh. <laughs> Why does that sound so racist? I don't know. <laughs> because you know it's with the you know it's with the K. Mm. <laughs> Not with the C. Of course. Oh man, Claxton sounds like the most racist name of all time. Not only that, but it sounds like a fucking onomatopoeia. <laughs> <laughs> then I heard Claxton, Claxton. I was like, what is that? <laughs> what was that noise? It's Claxton, the alarm. Claxton. It's the alarm. <laughs> oh, man. <coughs> but yeah, um, the thing about. <laughs> oh, there's other ones too. There's like other names that white folks have oh. made up that black folks are just like, why would you do that to your kid? There's no nickname for that. Oh. Yeah. Well, I mean, just anytime you name your kid, like, a word that is not a human, typically. Like, Apple. Like, what are you doing? Right. Like, I'm even a little low-key concerned about Blue Ivy, because, like, her first name is Blue, and I don't know how to say this without feeling creepy, so I'm just going to say it. I've never seen anyone with the name Blue that was not a porn star. Or a yeah. rapper. 
Who's who's a rapper with the name? Oh, blue, yeah, blue. or singer, yeah, and Blue his, Cantrell. And his, and his okay, I take it back. Blue Cantrell. She was relatively successful. I take it back then. And then I, the I rapper named Blue, who literally has a song. A blue face. My name is Blue. Yeah, <laughs> his album was dope. At least the first one I heard. Uh, I uh, Blueface and Blue, cause uh, didn't he do like the whole like Zoo York mixtape? Mm-hmm. Yeah, he was dope. What happened to Blue? I don't know. Huh. Yeah, because like 2013, he was the shit. He was least, everywhere. He was like, the next thing. Exactly. And now it's just like, maybe he's doing underground stuff. I mean, like, because there's rappers who will go, like, not so much underground, but they'll just go in a different direction. And you won't hear from them for, like, years. And then all of a sudden, they pop back up with something. You're like, whoa. And then you look at their catalog, and it turns out they've been working steadily. Like, just off the top of my head, MERS. Yeah. <laughs> You know what? I feel like Murs had that one big mainstream hit, but that's not what he was about. Yeah. Like, I feel like that was a mistake. Like, someone heard that that wasn't supposed to and was like, oh. And then he was like, yeah, cool, pay me. But I don't feel like that's who he is. There was one dude. I can't remember what his name was. Oh, my God. It's going to drive me nuts now. <coughs> um, and when I sing the song, you're going to know who I'm talking about. I might remember him. You probably will. Uh, he came out with a song in like 2004, 2005. Okay. Um, oh, this girl so good. You're a superstar. Um, oh, I do remember that song. And he was like, a, he, oh my God, music changed the world. Oh my God. Uh, Google the lyrics, because that's what I'm doing right now. The good thing about Google is that she, she, I just, I just assume Google's a girl. Sure. (laughs) But why not? That Google is so far ahead of everything that if you just type in you're a superstar, it immediately types in song. Oh, yeah. Love, no, Paul Davis? No. No. It was like a weird ass name, like Zach or Zion or Claxton. I like Zach is the first weird name you came up with. That is, that is, by the way, a traditionally white name. I don't know very, I don't think I know a black Zach. I only know one black Zach. He's my cousin and it's black from Zach? the Bible. So it's actually Zachariah. Zachariah. Oh, poor guy. Yeah. No, no names nigga, are... The nigga from the Power Rangers, yo. Oh, that's right. His name is, wait, look, was that, his real name Zach? Move, exactly. Because I feel Power like he Rangers wasn't written, written by white people. They didn't write him black. They were like, oh, the Black Ranger. We'll call him Zach because he'll be white. And then they were like, we got to cast a black person. And the Yellow <laughs> Ranger, we got it. You're fired. You're fucking fired. <laughs> <laughs> I cast him before you fired me, though. <laughs> well, I mean, it's, the Red Ranger was not a Native American, so they didn't go full in. Well, they couldn't find one. Yeah, good point. I mean, what? I mean it, doesn't, it doesn't have to be a Native American if he's a redneck. Oh, good call. Hmm. Does does that count for it diversity does. hires? I guess this was like the '90s, so that was diversity in the '90s. Like, oh, he's southern. You know, it is a black name, and you don't even think about it until you hear it, and then you're like, yeah, that's a black name, Tempest. Oh yeah, I'm gonna tell you what's I'm gonna tell you what's a black name. Any name with the last name Jones, Fuck you can you, put bro. a com- you can put a comment yeah, seriously of any name like Chadwick, Zachariah. Jones and it immediately becomes black. Well, I do want to say that um <laughs> the Johnson. dude from there was a dude named sure. Ryan Jones who wrote for Slam magazine. He was white as a day is long. 
Well, I mean, there has to be some white Joneses because that's how we got these names. Exactly. But, <laughs> but yeah, like I, I, I fucking hate that that's true, but that is true. <laughs> like it's, it's like, fuck you, but yeah. Like you could be like, ah, oh, Rose. Rose who? Rose Jones. Oh, she black. <laughs> <laughs> that's not like an old black lady, you know what Yeah, I'm that's a very old black lady. She goes to church every Sunday and twice <laughs> on Wednesdays. Chaos, that was the nigga's name. Oh, Chaos, and it was, it was one of those songs where it was just like because oh it was spelled like K dash O S, right? It was, yeah, <laughs> it was. Oh my god, that what nigga. happened to him? I don't know, but he like he was my dude for like yeah. 2002. Like, oh, that, shit, was he my, was that was my musical style. <laughs> I have no idea who y'all Chaos was Canadian. I think, I think that was good. That's a good thing. Hold on, did you know that? I did. I did not know he was Because he Canadian. talked about coming from the T-Dot. I, I don't know why I assumed that was someplace like Tupelo or... Because <laughs> like, I don't know why I assumed that that was like in America. No. Now I feel silly. <laughs> My lyrics are Saturn hot from the T-Dot. Yeah, he said that. Oh. Mm. Didn't he also... Or did hold he on, have hold a on, song? Hold on. Let me... Let me I hate when... Uh, Albums are when videos have this long intro before they get to the actual song and shit. Because uh, it makes it impossible to rip it from Nigga, I was that shit happened to me Friday night. Hold was, on, hold on, hold on. Here's what his intro says because this nigga, the more that I look at this shit, the more I realize he's pretentious. <laughs> Today, in the year 2002, the cultural art form called hip hop has been desecrated by false prophets. Nigga, you spell prophets wrong. False prophets and egonomics. The fuck is the ego? Is that like John Cena with thugonomics? Anyhow, it's like all very strange. MCs want to be rock stars, and rock stars want to be MCs. Obviously, we're all posing. Just like the blues, jazz, and other African music traditions, hip hop has been diluted and presented to the mainstream as a vehicle for money, fame, and power. Wait, is this a rap or a statement? This is the statement he made before his okay. video. Okay. Like, before you got to dance to his shit on YouTube, you got to read this. Oh, God. Wait, I have to read this? You have to read this. No! You can't even speak it? No. Fuck you. Like, what? Everybody wants a piece, taking but never giving anything back to the culture. This video is dedicated to hip-hop as a voice for those who are physically and psychologically oppressed. Lo and behold, nigga. <laughs> nigga, I quit. Behold. I quit, nigga. I quit like days ago. Like, lo and behold. <laughs> <laughs> and he spelled low L-O like you're supposed to. Lo and behold. He was so proud of so that. So wait, he could spell low but not fucking economics? What? Exactly. <laughs> like... Lo okay. and behold, the universal law of cause and effect is swift and true. God damn it. <laughs> and those who have manipulated will reap what they sow. Still, at this time, the state of hip-hop is enough to make an MC go crazy. And here's the story of one who did. Oh. And that shit stays on the screen oh. for another 10 seconds. Oh, my God. And then? Like, he couldn't even, like... Just spit that shit like spoken word. It.
<laughs> of this whack. Okay, okay. I know, this, I know that. I know that beat, and I just know the beat as hot, right? Yeah, I'm not mad at like I'm not mad at the rap. I just I hate that I had to read to get to it. Exactly, and, also, and then like the start, you got to start off way more like lit than that. Like you can't start off with like soft ass pianos and be like, all right, now that you've read, let me talk calmly to you. Like you should have start off rapping immediately. I, I just I would have been. <laughs> If I had just stuck, and I bought his CD, I remember that. I bought his CD. I had Will I Am first solo CD with was Go there, on uh, and all that. Was Who there went, any like attached reading with that CD? <laughs> not that I know of. Oh my God. A but little book came been, with it. I would have been so much no, happier. Cause, no, because Will I Am would have told on himself all of the people that he copied. I would have been so much happier with this song if I hadn't had to read before I listened to this song yep. to see this dude who. In 2002, this is going to make a lot of sense. A dude whose whole video is him doing Busta Rhymes sped up movements and shit. Uh. <laughs> so while you're talking about hip hop has been... It's actually not sped up. It's slowed down. Like the fisheye lens bullshit though, right? Yeah, and then him moving real quick and moving his yeah. arm while everything else going like, slowly and shit. Like, he, he, like they filmed it with him like moving really quickly and then they slowed it down so it would look weird no, as fuck. No, 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 no. They, they filmed it. Or did they film it? I thought they, they filmed, filmed it. They filmed it slow with him doing normal movements and speaking, oh, then they speed it up. speaking slowly and then they then they put it normal speed. So it's it wasn't really recorded. It was recorded at normal speed but with a slower camera. That doesn't that doesn't sound like it makes sense. It doesn't. But anyhow, um, fuck, I forgot what I was gonna say. Listening to that, lo and behold, <laughs> <laughs> that's all. You, just all you need is lo and behold, right? But like, yeah, no, this this song. Yeah, now that I read those... that intro, this song immediately goes from something I thought was iconic to something that is fucking pretentious as shit. Like, how can you be for hip hop and use the phrase lo and behold? Who's that? Answer me that. That sounds like something from like. Like I expect a Wu Tang member to do that shit. I would like if a Wu Tang member did it. I'd be like, okay. Speaking of, did you ever start watching an American? I binge watched the entire thing already. And you see what I mean? I'm I'm so fucking upset, bro. I've I've only seen to eight. I I haven't seen nine or ten yet because I don't think it's out yet. Okay, so we'll go with your thoughts up to episode eight. Are nine and ten out? No. No. Okay, come, so they, one, one comes out every Wednesday. Every so Wednesday. I binged everything up to eight. Um, first of all, um, I feel like there's going to be another season. because There has uh, to be. They, yeah, they didn't hit. It took them, what, episode eight before they hit Rizzo getting signed. And I was like, there's still a bunch of shit that happens between this. Um, so. And they never, they never discussed the fact that Dirty was signed first. Yeah. But he just kind of he just kind of uh, smoked and drank uh, his, money his money away, so they never actually like. So it's basically the wire, mm-hmm. <laughs> um, but like with people that we're sort of should know. I will say this: if you have Showtime, there's a documentary called "Of Mikes and Men." Uh, watch that before you watch this. Uh, this this because it you can pick out who's who. So I was watching obviously with my wife. Uh, she was in for parts of it. God, I love when you say that. Yeah, I was watching. She was in for parts of it. So I watched a lot of it by myself. But like there were times I was watching, she walked in and sat down and tried to watch it with me. And she has no clue who anyone is. So like the entire time she was there, she was like, so who is that supposed to be? 
I'm like, who? That dude. I was like, that's that's RZA. And then we wait a little bit. It's like, okay, so what's RZA doing? I'm like, that's not RZA. Uh, RZA's the one named Bobby. That's Shotgun. Who's Shotgun? Shotgun is Method Man. Who's Method Man? He's one of the Wu-Tang Clan. That's how the conversation <laughs> went for a lot of the, the, <laughs> the series. It's like, it's like taking your girl to a Marvel movie halfway through the, the, the movies, you know And it's, it's not her fault. There's like 10 of them niggas. So like, like of course t- she doesn't know them. It's like taking her to the first Avengers and she ain't seen none of that shit. I was like taking an end game and being like, why is everyone crying? Why are they excited? What's happening? Who are these people? Yeah, that's 100% what happened. But, like, honestly, if you have not seen anything Wu-Tang, or, uh, if you just kind of casually know their songs, you will be lost to that shit. Uh, I will say, though, that, like, the the hardest-hitting episode for me, and then I found out, I, I, I knew that it was, uh, so I saw the, the uh, Mike's and Men documentary before I saw this. I didn't realize it, that they were going to show it, but it was a uh, meth's friend getting killed by the cops. That shit actually happened. Mm-hmm. That's, that's not even, like, based on a true story. That shit happened. A cop straight up and down. It was Officer Brown, like straight up and like for real, killed Method Man's uh, friend. Uh, I think it was called Hayes in the. Um, he was, yeah, he was Hayes in the show. But I think his real name is like, uh, like Shay. It, it was something. Uh, it was it was something because like later they show like the uh, the the uh, the graffiti the tag like the big mural uh, graffiti tag and and it's to him, and that's that's real like that for real exists. Did either one of y'all watch uh, Black Lightning? Not on I, purpose. Oh, I do watch it. I kind of love it. I haven't. No, been I'm saying it. not on purpose. Like literally, because I cut the cord, so it has to be on Netflix. Oh, As, yeah, yeah. No, actually, you you. No, nah, I'm not watching CW's CW ads. ads. I, and I, the I, thing I, is, the, ads the thing is, the same is, fucking ad over and no, over. No, again. no, but I, I, you know, that shit happened to me the other day because I watched All American with my girl. But I watched is it, All American season two on. Uh, the first episode, bruh. The last. Oh my episode. god! I mean, Bella's last, gonna be so happy. <laughs> that's that's last my part. meme of me powering up like that little girl eating the cotton candy. That last, <laughs> that last part okay. of the first episode is a motherfucker. Like, Don't say okay, shit. Shit. I'm no. I'm. I'm not gonna spoil it because I. 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 If you watch it, I need you to see this. Mm-hmm. But um, but like the the dude who's like a a a low a low down. Uh, wannabe hustler that ends up being a snitch for Black Lightning is like the um, the Jamaican dude that gets robbed on um, on the Wu Tang, and I was like, nigga, that's two bits. How two bits is supposed to be the man on these streets? I just so can we finally talk about how um, Dennis, who obviously is Ghostface Killer. Obviously, how Dennis is fucking like a fourteen-year-old girl. Yeah, that part. Okay, so I think shit. Yeah, she's like at the very least sixteen. I feel like she's like right at that age where I feel like maybe she's a senior in high school, and even then, I'm not okay with it. That part is kind of crazy because that um, nigga looked like he like twenty-one. I mean, he looks like he's he, at he least like, twenty. He, 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 he looks, but we don't. But we don't know how old he. Yeah, is. he might. Be, he. I honestly clocked him at like nineteen, because he acts like a nineteen-year-old. Like he he has the attitude of a nineteen-year-old, and, and at least the energy of it. And I guess like maybe I clock him at nineteen because I'm trying to like cotton that fucking. Well, nigga, come on now. Everybody <laughs> who everybody in that group, <clears throat> with the exception of like shotgun, 
acts like they're 19 years old. Yeah, shotgun is mad responsible. I, I actually kind of uh, appreciated that about Method. I was like, yo, I like how he was like, I got a job. I enjoy it. And I'm not going to let y'all fuck up my job. I'm a system manager, nigga, and they pulled the gun on him. <laughs> he was like, I'm not going to let y'all fuck up my job. I, I fucking, I, I appreciate the shit out of that. Yeah, I, I agree with you. Like, she's, I don't know, maybe that's what happened. I mean, RZA did help write it. So maybe they're like. No, because remember. RZA, from what Scar told me, RZA had a gang of siblings, and they had the... Yes, it's 11 of them, and of course, you can't have 11 of them um, be uh, in the the TV show, so she's a combination of, like, four of his sisters. Okay, so what year would you put this as happening at? If we had to put... Let's see, Eric B. and Rakim is popping off. We Love You, Rakim just took off, so I would say 89.90. Okay. So Ghostface was born in 1970. If he's 89, he's 19 or 20. Let's say she's a high, like a senior in high school, because I, I, I can believe her being a senior in high school. Uh, that would put her at like 17. No, nah, because you, you get the whole thing about her studying and trying to be good at school, but don't nobody say shit about graduate. Yeah, so maybe she's a sophomore. Okay, so we but love you. Still, I would, I would ooh, say junior. I love I you, Rakeem, junior. came out in 1991. Ooh, that puts him at 21. Like it's He's too... He's too old to be fucking with her. And and, and, they, I, and the problem is they made her up so they could have made her any age they wanted. Yeah, she could have been 18 and trying to get into college. Like, they really could have made her any age they want. And was, they were like, nah, let's make her like 15. It's it's problematic. Maybe, mm-hmm. and honestly, it might, it might have truthfully been closer to the truth. You know what I mean? It exactly. Like maybe and Rizzo <clears throat> might have been okay with it because I don't know. Does he end up marrying? Uh, That's Bobby's? what we were talking about. But if this is an, ama- an amalgamation, I mean, maybe is that the word? Yeah, you're I feel correct. Like that's the word. No, that's, that is okay. the correct word. You know, cool, I'll pat myself on the back for that. But if you it's should. an amalgamation of all of these different people, then he couldn't have married her. <laughs> well, I mean, he might have married one of his his sisters. Did Ghostface no, marry Riz's sister? Let's just do that. Yeah, I know, and he only has one kid. It does not say that he's married. Ooh, so he definitely fucked her. But his, <laughs> I'm sorry, that's rude. His, that's rude. That's rude. His, I'm so sorry. His Ghostface goes. Wait, wait, hold on, hold on, stop. This from 2013. Wu Tang's Ghostface Killer has recently op- offered up some dicey words for longtime group member RZA and revealed his issues with the sounds Bobby Digital has crafted this late. Which you know, whatever. Um. He had well, a problem with the fact that 2007's eight diagrams did not live up to his own expectations. Mm-hmm. Um, he said I saw before. him give other niggas fly samples like Busta Rhymes. Uh, hold on one second. Where is it? Where is it? Doggone it. At some point, this nigga said, I'm fuck- I have fucking kids by his sister. That's the title of the actual story. Uh, goes in on RZA. I got babies by his fucking sister, but what I'm hearing is this. So, yeah, uh, then they'd never talk about it in this actual article. This is some bullshit. This is why I don't read shit by niggas who can't spell state of hip hop. Did, you know, did you know that uh, the chick who uh, sang on a lot of those, um, those Wu-Tang's uh, joints, like that chick named Tiki? Oh, there we go. Riz is my brother for life. That's my brother-in-law. I got babies by his fucking sister. But what I'm hearing, what I'm hearing, I'm not saying I'm the best, but I'm consistent about my shit. Okay. Okay. I mean, like. Also, I I just feel like the person who's singing on all of Wu Tang shit is 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 Tasha. No, it's it's a chick named Takita. <laughs> no, 
apparently it's, it's no it's not but um <laughs> apparently wait a virgo that is, that is <laughs> virgo um, the fuck out he's like no no wait let me tell you no this is what you call it is is riz's baby mama they got a child who's an artist now and apparently the daughter <laughs> and the mom are kind of in a in kind of in a group and they like sing it's weird okay your voice makes that sound like you're not sure about that Cleveland. No, it's, it's, it's definitely in the house. It's that's what I need. I need a show like this about Bone Thugs and Harmony. No, 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 bro. What <laughs> rap group would you want a show like this about? Um, ooh. So the only reason I say no to Bone Thugs and Harmony is, uh, I feel like at some point they're gonna sacrifice a goat and we're gonna realize they're Satanists. Uh, I don't know. <laughs> like what? All this time? No. Um, ooh, I would love to see something like this with Tribe Called Quest, but yeah. I feel like there's not enough members. You know what I mean? Like I, I'm trying to think of a rap group. I need like at least five members in the rap group. I would Yo, love when, like this, but was like um, when Dirty was pissed off, they got signed. That shit was funny. That it was like yo. I, I whooped this nigga ass in the rap battle in fucking school. Like, what? Well, how the fuck he gets signed? Like, he was mad. Yeah, I would. I would like to see like, like the opposite of this. So instead of seeing like the the um like the rise of a group, I love to see the decline. Like, leaders of the new school like come in right as they did scenario and they're at the height of their fame and then just show the decline. I would prefer like I guess maybe I would watch that shit. They would just watch how it just unravels. You know what I mean? Like I would be willing to watch the build up for leaders of the, of the new school if you were gonna give me the unravel. Yeah, but well, there, is there anything other than the un, the unravel from uh, from Buster Charlie? Rimes was like, I'm from, I'm from, way better than all you niggas and left. Yeah, yeah, like from like the Charlie Charlie is the unravel and then and Buster is the ascension. I'd be down for Jurassic Five for this. Well, not like the unraveling. I would like to see a Jurassic Five uh, bio, biopic. But I, I, I've never like they've they've never interested me at all. Really, never. I I like them as MCs. Uh, I'm a huge fan of all of them. Well, m- maybe two thirds of them. But yeah, no, I mean, I think Go that ahead. I will say that uh, I got one. I got one. The Onyx TV show. Can I? Can I just Nigga, say that's just because you got a crush on Onyx. You've always mentioned Onyx. And I, I think we honest. all honestly would want a TV show of somebody that we're actually interested in as a group. Because nobody said Crucial Conflict. Yeah, or uh, Poe Pimpin. That would have been dope. All right, what was it? Not Do Poe or Pimpin, Die. Uh, Do, Do or, or die. die, yeah. Because wasn't Twister with them for a while? Yeah, he was. Uh, no, he, was he did he was songs with them. He, he, did the, he did the songs with them. Yeah. I'd be down for uh, that or uh, like just the whole No Limit label. No limits. Or cash money. Just pick a label. Cash money would have been dope. That would have been really good. Like see like the cash money label start? Oh shit. And you know what? I do want to say this real quick. If y'all, which most people do now, I mean title, yeah, whatever, but Spotify. Um (laughs) check out Mogul on Spotify season two. It's a podcast. Um, I've been listening to a lot of like documentary podcasts recently. And Mogul season two. Uh, season one talks about the life and death of Chris Lighty. Mm-hmm. Season two talks all about two live crew and the Miami bass sound. And it is incredible. 
It's also uh, for people who are looking for it. It's also on Stitcher. I just looked it up. But they have the entire season already on Spotify. Like you could just oh, dope. go through yeah. it. Stitcher has looks like just season two parts one through four right now. Yeah, no, they got like I think there's eight episodes and they got it all on Spotify. And they will literally say at the end of the episode, if you want to hear the full show without any stopping, let's do it on Spotify. So really? Yeah. Spotify is where they're doing that. That's interesting. You because stop. I guess I got an exclusivity deal with Spotify. Oh, okay. That's what's up. I started I started listening to a pod a podcast audiobook um thing from the next season of Orphan Black and it's really fucking good. If you if you if you dig Orphan Black it's really do it's really dope. Um I um it, it's through but it's through an app and you gotta like buy it which is weird. Like you gotta buy the season and then it comes out every Thursday. What? Well so like I feel like that's something that people are trying to get moved towards because like when I uh I bought a and, and I didn't appreciate this by the way on YouTube, I bought uh, Giggle Fit by Ron Funches. And when I bought it, all I got was uh, season access. So, like, I have – it was like you have season zero access. So, at some point, they're like, the season will change and you'll no longer be able to watch this. And that's some bullshit. I don't know – Yeah, that's that's some straight bullshit. If, if, if I buy something and you say that I won't be able to watch it at some point, that's bullshit. Why not? Yeah, and, and, like, they legit – like, you know, I purchased it because I was like, look, I want to support Ron Funches. Uh, and it was funny. And I watched it a bunch of times. I've watched it since. But it's irritating to me when you like, like that we're moving towards this world where like uh, my money disappears after a certain point. And it's like, yo, uh, you you can't do this because Pandora's box is open already in this scenario. I already know, uh, like I've lived in a world of Blu-ray and DVD and MP3s and files mm-hmm. You can't like suddenly spring on me like, oh, well, we're going to take your files away from you and take your shit away from you after a certain point. Like I'm not, no one I think should be okay with paying for uh, like five months of something. Like I don't want five months of, of something as a service because in a year, two years from now, I may want to come back and revisit this. And I sure as fuck don't want to pay you to do it. Nor right. do I feel like I should have to. That's not the model of pricing that we've had this entire time. And I think a lot of people feel that same thing with um, with uh, game consoles. Yeah. Because with uh, with game consoles, like, you know, if I buy anything digitally, like when y'all come out with the new shit, if I can't play my digital shit, then like we got a problem here because like the whole point of me moving on to your next console is like I'm continuing this legacy and if i can't go back at any point it's kind of bullshit which is like why you know xbox has kind of tried to continue what they do as opposed to like any of the others like like a lot of people like with the with the nintendo shit like fucking the switch doesn't even have a place where you can even redeem or like even purchase the old games that you bought on the wii or the wii u or any of that shit you have none of that available yes that's craziness to me like that just sounds like you want to take my money forever and uh, i'm just and that's just i it rolls back to like uh you know when i quit the nba 2k um mobile game the reason i quit it was because uh you know i did actually pay i bought like uh so i guess i didn't pay legit money i did a google survey money but you know i dropped like yeah i dropped like two or three dollars of google survey money into like you know buying packs and then I spent a lot of time like just playing this game, like signing in uh, to get like daily rewards, just trying to like game the system. 
And so like, there's a lot of time that like I put, invested into this and then uh, at the start of the new season, they were just like, all right, so all that time and money you invested, fuck that shit. It's all gone now. And it was, for me, it really did put me in a place of like, why the fuck would I even try with this anymore? Like, exactly. Like, why am I, why every time, like basically every NBA season I have to restart and I was already, I already had issues with the game. So my biggest issue with the game, uh, well, I had several issues. The card system was stupid. Um, it's stupid because uh, you can't rank players on a value uh, and then have them be tiered. So like uh, Derek Rose uh, Silver is um, 600, but Derek Rose uh, fucking vintage Derek Rose is like uh, 1200. That doesn't make any sense per se, especially like um, for a basketball game. It doesn't make sense. Like where are you? Ba- what are you basing it on? And especially, like, when you look at their stats, their stats are, like, essentially the same. So, like, I, and I shit you not, I actually did this. I sat around and looked at, like, a silver gold and then, like, you know, multiple cards of the same player. And their stats were, like, not really changed much. And I guess it's, like, the card has more potential for growth, and that's great. But it's, like, if their stats aren't really changing very much, unless I'm investing in, like, upgrading the card, then how does this work? A lot of it is just the entire system felt stupid. And then on top of that, like one of the best parts of, of a basketball game to me would be like playing your favorite team and all of your favorite players in your favorite team. And like you have to go collect these motherfuckers to get to be able to do that. Like Trey Young is one of my favorite players because I'm a Atlanta Hawks fan. I have to try to go fucking find him, which I never did. And then if I had put in all the time to try to find Trey Young and put in all the like effort and invest it and like got that card to a point where it was actually worth me playing with and you fucking snatch that shit from me at the next season. Yeah, that's that's the reason why I I I I was only going to get 2K this year because live is not available. I really enjoyed live because <laughs> I be- would give it a shot. Honestly, the best the best thing about live is no microtransactions. Like everything everything you do is like in game currency, with the exception of if you do the 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 ultimate team shit with the cards. Everything else is not based off of virtual currency. So um and I have to say virtual currency because if I say VC then Rashani will say it sounds like a venereal disease. Um <laughs> but it is. it's just as bad. Okay. But like I like the fact that I don't start I don't in live I didn't start at a place where like I just couldn't do anything in order for them to get money from me so I could buy virtual currency to make my character absolutely you know just to make him not useless. You know what I mean? Like yeah. and and but like live was live was just like a breath of fresh air for me when when it comes to this and then like everything that you buy is all of the stuff that you earn in game um and it just kind of all works out and then they decided they said that the game was postponed but they haven't they haven't um they haven't said anything else about live 20 like nothing at all (laughs) yeah it's still and yeah. that shit breaks my heart. Well, first of all, it's not available. Like none of this EA Sports stuff is available on the Switch, except for I think one of the Fifas or something. Yeah, because Fifas cover. Yeah, which <laughs> kind of sucks. Which kind of sucks because like, bro, I'm play some Fifa, you know, bro. 
I don't want to play no fucking FIFA. I it's actually pretty fun. Have, it, it's I will say this. So I I kind of got drug drug into playing FIFA because uh, I had friends in, in Korea who played, and I was the only video game that like, and they would play it for fucking hours. Like I would show up uh, at someone's house at goddamn or at someone's apartment. I guess at goddamn eleven at night. Like hey, y'all ready to go out? And they just been playing FIFA uh, since fucking two that morning. It's just like FIFA, 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 FIFA. I started playing it. It is actually fun. It's a high learning curve, but after you get used to it, it's a fun game. Yeah, it's fun. I, I, mean, I, I would I get do, it if I play it. I would do. <laughs> the, I would do like the whole my career thing. Yeah. I wouldn't actually try to play the game, but like the the fact that I don't know how to play this at all. Yeah, and like I soccer's even, not your. Purdue. I don't even I don't even understand soccer. Like, well, I mean, like, <laughs> no, I get you. It's like, what are y'all doing with that ball? <laughs> but, the truth is, but the truth is, the same thing happened to me with um with hockey games. Like, I can play a hockey game, but like, there's things about hockey that I just don't understand. I, to this day, I still don't know what the fuck icing is. Like, oh, I, st- I I know what it is. So, uh, it's a uh, it doesn't exist in basketball because you can do this. So, like, uh. It exists in soccer. It's like offsides. So, like, um, icing is essentially where uh, the puck passes the blue line. Or, no, sorry, your team passes the blue line before the puck does. So, like, if you're skating with the puck, uh, one of the defenders has to be past the blue line before you pass. If you don't, don't, it's offsides or icing. What? Stupid. If I'm past the the fast break and you pass the blue line before anyone else on the defense does, it's offsides. Like, it's like you have to give the defense a fair shot at like defending. Nigga, why would I give them a fair shot? They the defense. Again, in the world of basketball, this doesn't make sense. And that's why fast breaks exist. And I I bet this existed in basketball at the very beginning. And so I was like, nah, fam, we want dunks. But, it's, it's like, but like it, it's it's it really a hundred percent exists, and I think some of it is also because like I mean when you think about it, there's already one defender back the goalie, but you have to have like you can't beat and it's really fucked up. You can't beat uh, a defender back like if you and it's it's offsides penalty basically where uh, you have to you can't pass the blue line with the puck before another defender passes it. Like it's it's some dumbass rule. Uh, and it, it might I might be misinterpreting it because I it's been a while since so I played a, a hockey game, but I learned what icing was specifically for that reason. That's crazy. Like, I, oh, wait, maybe I'm maybe I'm saying it wrong. I'm sorry. So icing occurs when a player shoots the puck from behind the center red line uh, across the opposing team's goal line, and the puck remains untouched. I stand corrected. That is actually offsides. What I was re- referring to icing in this case is when uh, I. Uh, shoot the puck, it goes around the, the curve and comes back to the red line. Oh, okay. Yeah. See, this is this is why, but like, other than that, like, I can I can figure out just like the basics of how to play hockey, but like, yeah. I, I, soccer just is it's just foreign to me. <laughs> like, it's just so foreign. Like, it's like because, like, generally, like, we don't care about soccer that much. We do not. I mean, like. Unless Not true. It's, Unless we're in Africa, and then we care a lot. Yeah. No. I mean, just like the, the, us, like United States, yeah. like we <laughs> we don't care about soccer that much. Black Americans. I mean, yeah. Yeah. Uh, well, no, just like Americans in general. Like the only time we care about soccer is when the when the women's team is doing well. Um, um I would say that there's been a surgence in uh, at least World Cup, um, like attention or interest, interest. Mm-hmm. 
there's been a surgence in like World Cup interest, I'd say. I, I don't not, know. If, but we're not we're not checking for the MLS or anything. That's because they suck. Like, okay, so that's that's unfair. So like I think the, the thing to catch though is is I honestly feel that uh if the sports league is good in this this country, uh we pay attention to it. So like the NBA, best league in the world, we pay attention to it. The NFL, only one like it, we pay attention to it. MLB, mm. We pay attention to it because it's technically the best, but not really. And then, like, it starts getting shaky after everything else. Because even with the NHL, it's arguably not the best hockey in the world. It's the highest paid, but arguably not the best. And then when you get to soccer, like, the MLS, uh, there's Premier League. There's uh, there's Italian League, La Prima, like, La Liga. There's so many other good, like, leagues that you could watch mm-hmm. that there's no reason to watch the MLS. Because it's, it's just garbage. And even then, like, the MLS has supporters. Because, like, um, Atlanta uh, FCU, FC, like, sells out, has, like, sold out, like, almost every game with, like, 75,000. The Seattle Sounders have sold out, like, multiple games of, like, 85,000 people. So it's not like those people don't exist and fans don't exist. It's just, it's trash-ass soccer. It's, it's really not the best soccer. And if you're going to if you're going to watch and engage in soccer, like the only real reason to engage with the MLS teams, because it's in your city. But if you're going to watch soccer it, and like, even if I'm not American and I come here and I'm like, all right, so I want to watch some football. I'm not watching the MLS. Like I'm watching La Liga or the premier league, or like there's so many other good leagues that I would watch with like top level players. The MLS can't can't attract good players, and it's not like they have one or two good players, or they have like a player who's like right outside of his prime, like running around like owning motherfuckers. But why would I watch that? Right. It's, it's like it's, why would I watch the big three? It's the same deal. Like the big three is just NBA players who can't play in the NBA anymore. Well, ah, but see, here's here's the thing about the big three: it's ah, only when the go. NBA players are not playing. That's the <laughs> that's what? It's only when the NBA players are not True. playing. That's true. <laughs> and I look for this too, like uh, the big three, uh, even though I'm taking shit, I'm taking shots at it. Uh, it's, it's, it's entertaining. I think it's also kind of, it's, it's almost based on the NBA where like a lot of the players who are in the big three are just former NBA players. And it's like a chance for you to see them one more time before they go. You know what I'm yeah. saying? Like maybe I want to see Melo one more time, like doing some Melo shit. Maybe I want to see Joe Johnson, who by the way, for me, was that dude for me because he played for Atlanta for fucking six years. Yeah, and he ju- he just came back. Yeah, like, I know. He, he was in the, the big three and got and got a contract with the Pistons. Like yeah. how you get how you get a contract from the big three before Melo got a contract. And I like, feel like he was in he was in better game shape. And, and Joe Johnson also like uh even when he was at his prime was known for like playing some defense. Yeah. It, I mean he he's always been a ski mask all star. Yeah. Like like he's like he's always been paid way more than what he actually produced, yeah. but what he produced was solid. Yeah, he wasn't bad. He just making way more money than he should have. And, yeah, and he was, honestly, he was I, making superstar money with uh with with, he was in Atlanta. with 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 starter was he's he's always had starter talent, but he's making superstar money. Yeah, because he was in Atlanta. Atlanta really did feel like he was going to be the truth for them, and as it turned out, uh, that was incorrect. Yeah. But, I believed in him too. I, I like a lot of people. Uh, I should have been down believed in fucking uh, fucking Joe Johnson. I thought him, Josh Smith, and Zaza Pachulia uh, with uh, who was the goddamn um, 
Speedy Claxton was the uh <laughs> Claxton. Speedy Claxton was the uh the fucking uh point guard. I, I remember like thinking that was gonna be the the goddamn group because we got to the Eastern Conference Finals, I think, once and then we got our asses kicked. Yeah, Josh was just like until he like really became kind of like more of like the knucklehead type. He always seemed like he would end up being like a not necessarily like a superstar, but more of like a uh, the the unsung hero Sean Kemp type. I thought, yeah, I always thought he was going to end up being like uh, something like. I thought he would be great is what I guess I should say, and part of it because of his athleticism, right? Like he's six nine, jumps out the gym. Uh, and he kind of developed a bit of a jump shot, and that, that ironically enough was his downfall. Was that he right. worked on his jump shot like for all, all summer? He was like, "Well, I'm, I want to shoot it." And it was like, "Nah, but see, you're supposed to have the jump shot as a backup, not as your game plan." And it, he started Kobe-ing all over the place. Right? Yeah, it's like it's like it's kind of like the same thing that they want Zion to do, and it's just like, "Yo, bruh. It's like he like he scored like uh, twenty nine points in the preseason. Yeah, and then, but their complaining was just like, yeah, all of this shit was like within five feet of the basket. And it was like, nigga, what if you well, can get, if you can score, if and look, if you are a rookie and you can score 29 points all within five feet of the basket, like, why wouldn't the fuck you, why wouldn't well, you do that? I, I kind of get it. So here, here's, here's the thing. Um, it's not Zion scoring 29 points. It's the Pelicans scoring 29 points around the basket through him which means that they had to like set plays and run plays to get him to the basket. There's only so many plays you can run uh, that aren't just toss him the basket out the key or toss him the ball at the key and have him just like speed his ass in. There's only so much you can do. There's only so much you get on transition. And right now in preseason, they're not seeing a full focus. I think the reason people are saying like, like let's add a jump shot. Let's see him hit a three is that if you're trying to guard someone like him and all you're thinking is like, I just got to keep him out the lane. All I got to do is just beat him to his drive, uh, you know, stand in that spot, draw the charge, and then that's it. He's negated. If he can't stop it and pop a, a, a jump shot from, like, a little 15-foot jump shot, like, it, it really makes it easier to stop him. But from, from college, we know he can. He just didn't. Well, he, he doesn't, but I don't, I don't know. I think it's consistency, right? So I think it's, it's that and the decision-making. I think – the, the other concern that I have that I think maybe other people don't is that he's 6'6 and 285 and he is attacking the basket. Like right now he's 19. He's attacking the basket like a monster every single go. He's just, ah, ah. Like that's, that's every time he touches the ball, he's just boom, boom. Like his body can't take that over 80 games. He's yeah. going to get hit more. He's going to hit the ground more. It's a lot of wear and tear. Like in the preseason, this shit looks amazing. 50 games in, is he still playing? Is he still as fast? Is he still, like, as effective? And then in postseason, when now we got to score, now we really need this bucket. If we've been – and this is what happened to Milwaukee last year. If our whole game plan has just been toss one dude the ball, let the magic happen, in the postseason, that shit falls apart. And we saw it fall apart against what many people would argue was an inferior team. The Raptors, uh, compared to, to Giannis and the Mil- Milwaukee Bucks, arguably the worst team, still beat them because they, the Bucks, did not have the dimensions to really challenge that defense. Yeah, uh, I was watching a um, 
a video where John Sally was talking about the bad boy Pistons and he was talking about how like them stopping the Bulls was all predicated on stopping Scotty and not Michael because Scotty was the key. If you could stop Scotty, then everything that the, everything works. But like he said, soon as Scotty developed his jump shot, he just kind of went super saiyan and they couldn't do anything. They couldn't like Michael was going to be Michael. So like, yeah. all right, so let's, let's, we don't give a shit about, we, we don't give a shit about him. Just let him do his thing. If we can stop Scotty, we good. And like they did that. And then he, he developed a jump shot. And it was just like, Oh fuck, we're done. Yeah. 100%. And like, that's, and that's, that's the difference, I think. And, and so, like, I, I get why, like, you know, like, tell him, like, I don't want to rush Zion into like changing who he is in his game. I think it's more adding a wrinkle so that now it's harder to stop you. If he can hit a consistent 15 foot jumper, I have to like walk out to him when he gets the ball at 15 feet, which means as fast as he is, as quick as he is, as strong as he is, as soon as I get close to him, he's by me. And so now I have to figure out, like, all right, if he's hitting this consistent jump shot, I got to run out on him. We got to double team him. We got to deny him the ball. We have to work way harder. And while we're doing all this nonsense with him, there's Drew Holiday on one side. There's J.J. Reddick running around. There's, like, other players. There's Lonzo there's, Ball, there's, there's, Brandon there's, Ingram. The Ingram Josh going Hart. yellow. Ingram has just been going yellow. And oh, he's been having it. It's been dope. Honestly, he's been playing the exact same game he played in the, at the Lakers. And, and I love it. He's He is an ISO. He's an ISO. That's why they got rid of him. He's an ISO. He's an isolationist. Uh, and he's good at it. But, like, they didn't need an ISO uh, person when they're bringing in uh, AD. That's why he got traded. Yeah, Lonzo Ball got traded because if we're being honest, there were questions about his shot and they wanted to get someone who, and it's ironic, they brought in Rondo, but there were questions about his shot and questions about his ability to stay healthy. I feel like he has something to prove this year and he's shooting better this year. He seems like, you know, we'll see how healthy he stays. I feel like Josh Hart got kicked because they were just like, you know, overall, you're just not strong enough. Uh, And Brandon Ingram got kicked because not kicked but got traded because they were like well we don't need an isolationist like we have lebron and and like he just kept doing dumb shit last year um i feel like that and the injuries but like he's just he's he was young he he is a kind of like he plays on the island a lot and so like he's bound to make more mistakes i think the key for him is just getting more efficient and over time he will i think though for the lakers they don't have time to wait for him to get there like, if you're the Lakers, you kind of need to win, like, last season. Honestly, you should have made the playoffs last season. It was the expectation. Uh, especially when you brought LeBron in. It was like, look, the expectation is we made the playoffs. They didn't, which is probably good for them. But, now, I mean, our team president quit halfway through the season. It was just like, all right, I'm done. Yeah, but, I mean, who's he, he made a lot of bad decisions. And I think he was also – I think – I really do think he was against the AD trade. I think he – I think he wanted to keep all the young talent because he drafted him and he picked him. I think he wanted to keep him and he wasn't ready to let him go. I think he was like, well, he wants to come anyway. Like, let's just let the fucking season play out. Yeah. And, and honestly, I don't know if, if he's wrong. I, I don't disagree with him. Like, he wants to be in L.A. He's going to come to L.A. After seeing – though, I will say, after seeing how everything shook up this season eh, – I don't, I don't feel that confident in, in 2020 hindsight, but at the time, he wasn't wrong. He was like, look, he's coming to L.A. Everybody else is going to sign with their respective teams and stay put. He's the biggest person on the market. 
but he wants to play here with us. You, we have you LeBron. You definitely don't want to mellow this shit. You know, like when right. Melo said he wanted to go to New York and, you know, New York basically gave away their whole fucking team for him. And then they weren't they, they never actually like got to anywhere good because they gave away so much to get Melo, who was coming there anyway. Yeah. And, and to be fair, though, I feel like in that case, like Melo, Melo isn't the type of talent that Anthony Davis is. You could give away your team for Anthony Davis and still come out on top. Because, like, he – so, Anthony Davis, we're talking, like, a, a what, th- six-time all-star NBA? Our all-NBA defense the, – first-team defense? He, he's an amazing defender. Uh, he is um, an incredible offensive player. I kind of forgot how good he was. As I've been watching, like, these Lakers games, I've been like, holy shit, Anthony Davis is good. So, like, yeah. and he's, he's so much more complete and so much more of a two-way player than, than Carmelo that, like – the trade, like that trade that they made for Carmelo, if it had been Anthony Davis, would have made sense. You see what yeah. I'm saying? Like you can drop four players for Anthony Davis because he is that good, and he does improve like your starting five immediately that much to where you're you you go from uh, maybe not making the playoffs to to definite playoff contender. And and that's the difference between um, the NBA and other leagues. Like one person can make a huge difference. Oh, giant! Yeah, it's that's why I like the NBA. Like, I mean, it's it's this is weird. I was having this conversation with my wife because she was trying to compare Tom Brady and uh, I want to say it was LeBron. I think she was she was like trying to compare. It's like, well, Tom Brady has this many championships, and I was like, yeah, but like. Arguably, uh, though Tom Brady might be the exception here, you can make the argument that, like, with any other top 20 quarterback, the Patriots still win the same amount of championships. Yes, because it's, take, it's, it's about so much more than just the, the system. quarterback. Yeah, it's uh, the system, and there's the def- and there's a, there's a whole separate defense. And you could argue that if you take any uh, – starter out of a championship team that team doesn't win uh in, in the nba I, you, and then you, you can start. tell you can also tell because they had two backups that are now starting quarterbacks for someone Correct. else and like and when he <laughs> when he had to serve his suspension like they did just fine yeah won many games and that's what i'm saying like it's it's not like and that's 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 my point i don't think from a and i guess it's kind of your point too like, in the NBA, if you take, like, not even Michael Jordan, that's unfair. Remove fucking uh, Horace Grant from the Bulls. Yeah. Don't replace him with a quality player. Yo, I'm, I'm going to tell you, this is the best example. Look at what happened to the fucking Lakers when Rick Fox left. You know Correct. what I'm saying? Like, you or, know what or, you, or even, like, uh, when, when the Bulls did replace Horace Grant, they literally replaced him with the best fucking Croatian player to ever play the game. Right. <laughs> like, we got literally the Michael Jordan of Croatia to replace him <laughs> so we can win again. It's the NBA, and I think I like the NBA for this, like, one player makes a huge difference. Yeah. Also, D'Angelo Russell is fucking murdering I don't know if you have been watching the Warriors games, but Russell and Curry, I am I okay. Cool. So Russell and Curry, <laughs> I am curious as to like when Clay comes back. What happens to Angelo? Where does he go? 
Um, it all, well, I think it all depends on which. I think it all depends on what kind of shape, uh, game plan shape. Well, let's, no, let's assume that Clay. Well, well, obviously he's not going to come back, but Clay's going to be Clay at some point. He's not going to be broken and not be the same level of player. He only yeah ACL tears. Like if he had like a an Achilles tendon tear. I would I would have some doubts, but he's still young. He just tore an ACL. He'll be okay. Because Clay can't go Clay can't go up. Or he shouldn't no one should put him in a small forward position. Correct. So he he can D like crazy. So like I mean he but the problem is you can't put him in small forward because Draymond's there. And while Draymond can play power forward, he's just better at small. Like at, right. at small four, he's he's just a better fit. He he plays small forward better. The matchups are way more uh, I guess, advantageous for him. And honestly, he's already kind of small at small forward. He's 6'6". He would be really small at power forward. And it's like, what? You can't put – you don't put D'Angelo Russell. You put Curry at at shooting guard and just, like, have him and Russell, like, share point guard duties. Mm. See, even then, it's like, where is Clay going to be at? Like, it's just – and, and is D'Angelo Russell cool with coming off the bench for the duration of his career? Because, like, he basically I – mean, he, he's a great feeling right now, but, like, are the Warriors going to trade him, I suppose? Well, how, I, I would say – I would say no. They wouldn't trade him. They'd just make him be okay with coming off of the bench and being a part of the rotation because, I mean, we – I don't know if you do that though, unless like you're winning. Like if you're winning games, that happens. But if you're not winning, but at this point, Steph and Clay are fragile. Yeah. So like you, so it's like it's like being it's like uh, being Robert Griffin's backup. Like we all know what's gonna happen here. Yeah. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> it's why Kirk Cousin got all that money. Yeah. Like okay. I agree with you to an extent, and here's why I, I say to an extent. Um, I legitimately feel as if, and, and I, I don't know, maybe I'm being a little silly here. I legitimately feel as if, uh, how can I put it? I feel as if the Warriors uh, don't intend to keep Russell is what I'm trying to say. And I really feel like that they that he's a good fill in, but they're going to trade him. And the reason I say that is that and either trade him or let him go to clear cap space because there were like uh, some 2020 um, or 2021, excuse me, uh, options available, but they're mm-hmm. slowly getting pulled off the board. I think that was their, their game plan. But, because they, because they're gonna need they're gonna need some um some big bodies. Yes, they are. They're, they're they're definitely gonna need some big bodies. Like I mean, their their big men have always been kind of throwaways. Mm-hmm. Um, well, you know, no, Demarcus Cousins was was solid for like the five months he played. Right, and then <laughs> like like they made Javale McGee a champion. You know what I'm saying? Like, didn't they also have uh what was that dude's name? Um, Bogut. Andrew Bogut was not. Or Andre, yeah, Andre Bogut was not a throwaway. Like he, he wasn't great, but he wasn't he wasn't dominant, but he wasn't bad. Yeah, but like that, that's what I'm saying. Like they could like cancel that bitch. I found another one. Like that's basically how they've been with with their centers for the most part. Yeah, but I mean, like I thought Demarcus Cousins was a turnaround. I really did. I really thought that was going to be like the 
hey, look what we did. And then um, it wasn't, and it was weird. Yeah, and then he, then he went to the Lakers, and it was like, it was like mm, injury. Fuck, dude. Like, Which was damn. sad as fuck, actually. I was actually really upset about him getting injured. I was legit upset. Yes. I liked Marcus Cousins, uh, despite the fact that he threatened his, his girlfriend. I'm still trying to, like, you know, cotton that. But uh, up until that happened, I actually, you know, really liked him. I thought he was a great player. I think – I still think he's a great player um, who just – injuries have wrecked. Yeah. Unfortunately. It's uh, it's really unfortunate. And, and, and worse, the worst part about it is, like, he spent most of his career – on a sorry ass team. So like mm-hmm. most people have not even seen what he's able to do because the team ain't never did nothing. And then you when know? he went to New Orleans, uh, that, that one year he was with Anthony Davis, they fucking lit it the fuck up and then he got injured. Right. And then he, he went to the Warriors and it was lighting it the fuck up and then he got injured. Right. Like he has gotten the worst shakes out of everybody. Yeah, I think he's... I, and then the the weird part about it is like how like he seems to scare people, but no one knows why they should be scared. Um, I think it's the the his look and his size. I mean, he is seven feet and tatted, and he never really looks like he's not angry. It's kind of, it's kind of like the Tupac thing, to me. Yeah. Yeah, I get that. What, what people call Tupac a revolutionary, but no one can name what he revolutionized. Um, <laughs> like, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. we, we all feel this way, but no one knows why we feel this way. Um, I just, I did that just for Rashani. I'm sorry. No, no, it's fine. Um, <laughs> so, but uh, I, uh, Stephen A. has said this thing about Mellow. Going back to Mellow, he said that he had an NBA executive say to him, I would love to bring Mello on my team, but if I bring him on my team and I look down and I see a future Hall of Famer just sitting at the end of my bench, that just doesn't feel right. Um, yeah, that's, that's the end of every Hall of Famer's career. Yeah. Like, I don't know why he has an issue with that. That's just, that's how everyone is. Yeah, it's just Jordan like ended on the bench. Yeah, and he was the, literally the greatest in most people's eyes to ever play, and he he still came off the bench. Like that's fucking Vince Carter uh, is in his what twenty second year. Yeah, and he's well. He he did say this one was the last, right? Uh, I think he's quitting after this one. Yeah, I mean he needs to. Yeah. I so mean, like I, I don't I don't want to see Vince Carter die on a basketball court. Yo, Vince Carter is is forty two years old. Yeah, he's old as fuck. He'll the crazy part is ball. the crazy part is they were showing him next to uh, Bruno Fernandez, like sitting on the bench talking to each other. Bruno Fernandez is uh, twenty two. Vince Carter is forty two, <laughs> and it's like what? As you know, Bruno Fernandez may be younger yeah, than that. Yeah, like, no. uh, yo, his. Uh, so he is on his 22nd NBA season. So yep. like his his teammate was born. Yes, he has been <laughs> in literally has been in the NBA. Actually, Bruno Fernandez may be younger than that. He's been in the N- NBA longer than Bruno, Bruno Fernandez has been alive. That's crazy. It's, right? It's uh pretty, pretty, pretty funny. Um, I find it hilarious personally. Um uh, Oh, Bruno Fernando, sorry, not Fernandez, but Fernando. Yeah, he's 
he is, I'm trying to see how old he is now. Yeah, he's 21. So Vince Carter has been in the league. <laughs> was in the league the year before he was born. And that that's insane to me. Like they showed them sitting next to and they didn't say anything. They were just like, you know, doing that like action shot where you see two people like on the bench talking to each other. And I was like, yo, he's been in the league as long as you've been alive. <laughs> yeah. And he's on a young ass team too. Like everybody on that team is is literally younger than his NBA career. Yeah. It's it's gotta be frustrating for him. I don't I wouldn't say so. I think like he I mean he gets to be like the elder statesman, like the dude you respect no matter what. Like you I know think, what I mean? I honestly think he, a lot of the reason and, he, and this, he gets to he gets to do the the thing that we all wish to do when we get old. He gets to call everybody around him young blood. Like I want to do that. I want to do that. I just turned forty. I want to do that. I want to call somebody young blood. I mean, man. you can, but I, I feel like <laughs> I feel like it's also like uh, <laughs> a little more practically. I feel like it's also an opportunity for him to like, it's like, but beef up on that like coaching resume because he's gonna. I assume he's gonna coach at some point or at least attempt to. And yeah. this is an opportunity for him to see what it's like. Like he's you know, uh, you know veteran player much older than all the players around him, you know, taking that leadership role with the young team. I mean, he can always try to like wing that into him uh, coaching one day. I assume he's going to coach. I assume. Yeah. I did some reason why. I mean, obviously he don't want to go home. Like yeah, he's still, <laughs> he's still here. So like, he wants something. Honestly though, like I wish he would stick around for as long as he as long as he can. I'll, I'll say that I want like I I selfishly want Vince Carter to play forever. When he um when he used the uh, I mean when he was uh, had an interview with Levitard and they were talking about him dunking and stuff like that he was just like yeah I can still do that I can still get up getting down is the problem yeah. <laughs> like with these knees dog like it's it's some real shit trying to get down from here oh it's painful. And that's what I'm saying. I just feel like I honestly do feel, however, that like, and I don't know, maybe it's just me. It's a selfish thought. I just, I don't want him to quit because like it's the end of an era for me. He's the yeah. last group uh, from that 2001 era, actually deeper uh, that like that, sorry, that 99 era because he's that fucking old. He's th- from that group of, of like, like AI, Kobe, uh, Tracy McGrady, like that group of like superstars that were like, you know, up and coming when I was a kid. And it's crazy. Nigga, how many of them are already in the Hall of Fame? You know what I'm saying? Like, right. Yo. Like most of them are. Like, he, he has contemporaries. And honestly, I was thinking about this the other day. I, I know Vince Carter goes Hall of Fame. Uh, like, you know, all time. All right, first, first ballot. But, like, why? Why is Vince Carter a Hall of Fame player? And I, I, I had to put my mind, like, honestly, the, the legacy of playing for 22 years is the first thing that came to my mind. Okay. So, so that's, all right, that's so, automatically all right. it. I'm about, to, I'm about to piss some people off, but here we go. I'm pulling stats, too, by the way. So, I mean, if, that's going to help. But If Vince Carter is not a Hall of Famer and shouldn't be first ballot, why the fuck is Tracy McGrady there? Correct. So, here, here's the thing. <laughs> so I'm looking at Vince Carter's stats, right? Uh-huh. So Vince Carter uh throughout his career has averaged uh 17.2 points. Uh he's averaged 
um, four, almost four and a half uh, rebounds, a little over three assists uh, for his career, which is a really sick average when you think about it, especially considering that like he hasn't averaged in double digits uh, since 2014. So he played in 66 games in Memphis, averaged 5.8 points. 66 games in Memphis in 2015, uh, 6.6. 73 games with Memphis, 8 points. Uh, 58 games with Sacramento, 5.4 points. 76 games with Atlanta last year, 7.4 points. So he hasn't had a, a season where he was above, like, double digits for, like, almost five years now. And he, he's still holding at a 17, uh, a 17 points per game average, which is so, impressive. So that means, that means like, the, the earlier part was – Crazy yeah, he was, I mean, but he was, but he was everything in Toronto. He was like, he was the whole team. Yeah, he was, uh, when him and Tracy McGrady were both there, they were great together. The problem that got, well, what got them in trouble is Toronto just didn't want to keep him. They, uh, Trace McGrady didn't want to stay and Toronto didn't want to keep him. And, and I will well, they, say this. I, they, they, they didn't want to pay him. Correct. But he also, from what I understand, did not want to stay. He wanted to be like the dude. Like he wanted to go to a he team where he, he was. Want, the, he didn't want to be in his cousin's shadow. Which is understandable, and, and and like I said, I I think the length of time that Vince Carter was has played definitely gets him into the Hall of Fame, like on some Cal Ripken shit. But true, because he's it's on some Iron Man shit. But like, truthfully, looking at his career, he was a great scorer, excellent volume scorer. The no championships. I think the furthest he went was the Eastern Conference Finals. And see, I don't know he, if this counts. I don't know if this counts. And he doesn't have the but, Jordan but also, clause but, either, by the way. But he also has that e- he also has that emotional response when you hear his name. Oh yeah, but that a lot greatest, of that from the, greatest greatest dunker we've ever seen. Correct, and, and one of the most <laughs> one of the most uh, electrifying uh, like athletes to to play in this sport. But like. Does electrifying athleticism get you into the, the NBA Hall of Fame first ballot? No, because it didn't for Sean Kemp. But Sean Kemp flamed out pretty early. Sean Kemp, yeah, and that's the difference, though. And but, that's, like, what, that's I think, the difference. Like, that's the difference Vince because Carter, he's, he stuck yeah. around. He stuck around long enough to like. I think he stuck around long enough to be considered for this, as a, as opposed to someone like Sean Kemp. Yeah, I'm, I'm saying like I feel like Vince Carter uh, has been consistently productive and has been able to maintain at least a roster position on multiple teams. And then I think that and the fact that he went from, you know, being kind of the slasher and, and finisher to being a three-point shooter. I mm-hmm. think, you know, that's impressive. So I I don't know. I, I, I was thinking about this the other day, though, because I was like, I, I love Vince Carter. And like you said, the same thing as you said, just that emotional feel of like fucking Vince Carter. Like even now <laughs> – well, even now, like I'm, he's 42 years old. He's on the Atlanta Hawks. He's not a he's not a bench. I mean, he's a, a, not a starter. He's on the bench. And, and when he trots out, I'm like, yo, it's Vince Carter. Like I get, I get a little geeked about it now. So like I get that, but is that Hall of Fame worthy? Is your correct? Question. Yeah, like is that Hall of Fame worthy? Do you go to the Hall of Fame for essentially for 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 making us uh, making our dicks hard? <laughs> <laughs> Like, is that how this works? It's like, man, we love to watch him play. Like, okay, but Tracy McGrady. But okay, but Trace McGrady. Tracy uh, McGrady was, never was an MVP and won a scoring title. I don't. Was think, he an MVP? When was he an MVP? One sec. I feel like he either. I'm I'm about to look that up. I feel like he was. 
Hold up. Look it up now. Hold up. Because as far as I know, he never do nothing, especially nothing in the playoffs. Okay, so uh, I, was, until, I was wrong. Until Not he MVP. was right. Not MVP. Uh, so he was a seven-time NBA All-Star, seven-time All-NBA uh, selection, two-time NBA scoring champion, and the one-time winner of the NBA Most Improved Player Award. So he has won an award. And and he did – did he Vince Carter the same way too, by the way. Did, I mean, yeah, did, did he – didn't he want to like he 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 never really did the two time scoring championship is what is going to put him is what put him in. You don't yeah. leave the NBA in scoring twice and like not get some Hall of Fame consideration, right? So he so I thought he I thought he got a championship on a bench somewhere. Um, who Tracy I thought he Brady? got I thought he got a championship on a bench in San Antonio. He might have. Uh, let me see. I actually didn't stop to look to see if he got a trap. I really didn't look. I, I don't see. Like, I don't right, see it here. I don't see it here. But like he he never actually got past like what the second round of the playoffs until he was on that team on the bench. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. <laughs> like he, but he, that, he's the he's a NBA scoring champion for 2003 and 2004. He's All NBA first team 2002 2003. Uh, seven time NBA All Star, three time second team All NBA, two time All NBA third team, like. That shit counts for something. And then, like, Vince Carter, uh, comparatively, eight-time NBA All-Star, All-NBA second team once, All-NBA third team once, Rookie of the Year, All-Rookie first team, slam dunk, slam dunk championship. That's it. So, like, arguably, Trace McGrady was the better – like, he was the better scorer. And, his, and his, his career averages are better, too. Yeah. So, like, and that's what I'm saying. Like, Vince Carter – as much as I love him and I think he's dope, is he Hall of Fame? Eh. I feel like he's he's gonna be the first nigga to get on the Hall of Fame straight up on uh he got a dick on swallow every time he dunked. We were like, oh <laughs> shit. <laughs> it's it's really just I mean, like honestly, we just fucking we fucking like him. <laughs> like yeah, that's true. it's just, we just really like him. And I'm not trying to and I should say I'm not trying to detract from who he is as a basketball player. He can still kick my ass on a, on a court. I, I would never uh he could be fifty two and I would never be like D up. I would never do it to him. No, I would I wouldn't because I know he could still jump over me. I just <coughs> have to you know what I'm saying? <laughs> like how a nigga how a nigga uh um get a poster on you and then you gotta help him down. He could like, be a day he could be a day removed from a hip replacement and I wouldn't I still wouldn't check him. Like I'd be like, nah, you gotta get Vince Carter. I can't like oh, he just got his hip replaced yesterday. Mm, he's yours. I can't I can't do it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not about to have this nigga's nuts in my face. <laughs> it's, like, it's like one of those one of those movie things where somebody is you just realize that you're right there and you're about to get the nuts in your face and you just Here like no. Yeah. Mouth open. <laughs> mouth open because I wasn't paying attention. Ah, ah, I got a mouthful of nuts. Like, I gotta watch like, him dunk in slow mo. Yeah, like that that moment. Like I, I really want to know that that Frederick Weiss dude. Like, like, <laughs> like at what point? And what were you thinking when that happened? Like, you know what I mean? Because that dude was supposed to be a draft pick for the Knicks. Like, you know, a, another like sorry ass Knicks story. But that yeah. dude was supposed to be a draft pick for the Knicks. He was supposed to go to the Knicks, and then after that, they was just like, no, nah, we could. <laughs> The Knicks, how the Knicks de- decline anybody? You know, that's a mean? mad New York stance, though. Like after you get embarrassed, you can't come to New York anymore. <laughs> that's a very New York stance. Like you got embarrassed, son. You you can't. We can't take you anymore. 
Yeah, like in 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 New York will rep for you if you have the like the ultimate fuck up. Like when uh, when John starts to shot them out of a championship, right? You know what I mean? Like, like they'll still rep for you because you went hard for it. Uh, but, <laughs> but you can't get embarrassed. Don't get embarrassed on these streets. Nah, I mean like when and then like you know the 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 thing like um speaking of New, the New York Knicks like um what RJ um, Bennett. No, no. Ke- uh, Kevin Durant was saying about um, him possibly going to the Knicks. Um, when? The, uh, you know, you know when they have been talking all, oh. all, all oh, season okay. about him possibly going there, and then he ended up going to the Nets. It okay. was just like we ended up going to we ended up going to the Nets because like ain't nobody checking for the Knicks. Like the Knicks ain't been good in our lifetime. <laughs> like, and you know what? True. Right. <laughs> you I was gonna say the Nets, but like I, I forgot. Uh, I was watching. Um, I was on YouTube and they had like um the top plays of uh like the number one draft picks since two thousand. And I, I first of all, I forgot Kenya Martin was a number one draft pick. Mm-hmm. But then that I for, also forgot uh, Kenya Martin on that Nets team when old boy was just snatching fucking shots out the out the sky, <laughs> motherfuckers. When you would shoot, you go up to shoot, and instead of blocking, he would just jump up, take the ball, and be like, "All right, that's ours now." I fucking forgot about that Nets team in what 2001. Did didn't um Kenya Martin used to fuck Trina? I mean, probably. <laughs> I honestly don't know. I I don't keep up with that type of thing. Like I like I honestly don't care who's fucking who. Like I don't I don't read the type of articles that I would need to read for that. And it's not until like I talk to someone and they say some shit that I know. I guess I can look it up. Oh, there's a Trina tattoo. That's what the lips were. Yeah. And he never married her. Nope. He, in this article, he revealed it. It just wasn't the right time. I wasn't in the marrying mindset. Oh, fuck you, bro. Look, if I have the chance to marry Trina, I'm fucking marrying Trina. I don't understand this. This uh, I'm not trying to lock down. Maybe I'm maybe I'm not an NBA. Well, not maybe. I'm not an NBA player. I don't have a bunch of women trying to throw pussy at me. So I, I don't know what that's like. But if I ever uh, uh, basically punch out of my weight class and end up with Trina, Trina's not coming back, y'all. She's gonna be the happiest woman on earth. <laughs> like she's gonna be happy as shit. Like she's not coming back. Like it's it's not. I'm unless I'm unless I die somehow, I assume. But nah, I'm I'm not I would I I will make Trina a happy woman. I'm not ashamed to say that I am Miss King of Foot Massage and Netflix. Let's do this. <laughs> <laughs> whatever is gonna make you happy let's I'll go be the, i'll be the king of yeah i'll watch this is us with you you know what i'm saying <laughs> we both be crying on this couch together yeah, babe let's do this <laughs> together you know, I, I, just, I don't get that and i understand it's like a like i will say this i'm saying this at 37 like if i had if 25 me would not 25 me would have been like at the same place like no i can do better 37-year-old me is like, no, no, you can't. <laughs> uh, Absolutely. <laughs> shout out to Trina, her fun ass. Um, I think also uh, some of that is I had a crush on Trina for a long time. I, I still, no, I, I was about to say some embarrassing shit, but I'll still say it. I still remember when she said uh, she did a Be All Right with Ludacris. That song was very uh, a very sexual experience for me. I feel like I may have jacked it to that song. Okay. Yeah, there you go. Only on the Ludacris verses, though. I, I would jack it on the Ludacris verses. No, I'm joking. <laughs> I'm playing. I, I actually saw her in person once. Mm. Like um, performing or just saw her walking around? 
okay, she was at she went to a she was at for some reason she was at an Norfolk State football game. <laughs> what? I'm sorry. I didn't see that coming. Um, <laughs> Wait, yeah, what? she was she was at a she was at a Norfolk State football game. Why? I don't know. And then like the the tubas like made like a semicircle around her and played the 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 part from um Shut Up. Yeah. Duh, 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 duh. Yeah, they played their and that's that's when I realized how fucking short she was. Holy fuck is she short. She's like four eleven, right? Um, I don't know. Hold on, let's let's find out. Uh also, she's by the five way, two. she's five two. According to my, according to according to Wiki, that is my height. <laughs> we quit. Uh, my wife is five four. I didn't say that. Like I like short women. You like short my, women? My girl Are is you? five. My girl is five five. My my ex wife is five seven. Like I dated a girl who was five eleven, and I've I've well, I guess when I say dated, you should you should read that as I fucked a girl who was five eleven, but. Um, <laughs> it's, I, I I've never met a woman uh, taller than me, and like I don't like when I hear dudes talk this shit about like oh, I can't be with a woman taller than me. I don't understand that because I've never had to experience it. I've like I've never had to like I've never been with a woman, and I don't know if there is a woman out there who is big enough to make me feel small. You know what I I was already in a relationship with my ex-wife at the time. Mm-hmm. We weren't married, but I met a lady who was as tall as me and she was everything. Like she was she was smart, mm-hmm. she was funny, like we had the same kind of sense of humor and <laughs> like I was just like, "Yo, I really like her." And you and married I, your ex-wife. Okay. And I and I made <laughs> I made I made the I made the mistake of telling my ex-wife that mm. like, I thought this lady was interesting. Oh, okay. And and then my ex-wife fucked that thought completely out of me. She was like, "Okay, I see how you do it. I got this." And then fucked the shit out of me. And I was like, "You know what? Never mind. Fuck all okay. of her." Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I will I mean, say this. I got the business that day. I was just like, "Oh, like I don't know whether it was like a sense of competition because I was just saying." Might have been. Never I thought know. she was. I thought she was. I thought she was an interesting person, and I like her as a person. Like you know, what I mean, that's all it was for me. Like it wasn't like I was gonna do anything to stop my relationship, but like you know, <coughs> she, made, she made sure that she made sure that she you know I, I'm on top here. Like I got this. Like yeah, if you if you were gonna check the box, you were gonna check hers. Yeah. Well, I mean, not in the crude way that that sounded, but you, you get what I'm saying. I, yeah. I, I will say this. I feel like there's. I don't know. I, is there a <clears throat> is there like a height that like you would not like? Let's say like Brittany Griner, but like not Brittany Griner. So Brittany Griner height, but not Brittany Griner, because I don't think Brittany Griner would be trying to talk to you. But I don't, I don't know. I don't if, think she'd I mean, be into you. I don't think that I would. I don't know if I could. Uh, I don't know if I could. Could you really rock with a six eight? That's what I'm saying. Could you rock with a six eight? Is what I'm trying to. With me out. being six foot, no. Really? Like, like I don't know. Like this, it just That's only an eight inch difference though. Like I've seen dudes who are like five four, five five, with girls who are six feet. They don't have a choice. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yes, they do. The world because, is full of little people. 
because they could they could be with a little person they could find they're they're we just talked about how trina's five two my wife is five four like they could be with people who are like around their height and a lot of women even the ones that like are short well they'll be like i don't like short men as long as you're taller than them they don't care yeah i just i don't i don't know if i could like well then again like if she's if she's it's, I mean, like the the difference for me really is I like fat chicks. So like, if she's oh, so she'd like, also be big. Yeah, like she, if she's tall, if she's taller than six, if she's taller than six foot, and she's big enough for me to care. Oh, she she gonna f- really fuck you. Like you are gonna get fucked. <laughs> like, <laughs> like you will get fucked. There's nothing. She will hold you down, and you will get fucked. You that's gonna be your life. Um, <laughs> I will say this. Um. I don't know. Like, also, like, I, I, I also, uh, despite the fact that I didn't marry one, uh, I also like big girls, and, and I feel bad saying that because because I didn't marry a big girl, and it's not like I didn't try to. I'm, it's just I, mean, I married the first person who worked for me. I mean, <laughs> I mean, nobody, nobody can like, you know. I mean, nobody can be like, oh, well, shit, you did blah blah blah. I mean, Bubba Sparks is like the worst. Like, he made Miss New Booty and then married a beauty queen with no ass. So like. Yeah. <laughs> Okay, a couple things. Uh, that that's still a new booty is is being grown. Uh, <laughs> that's what they look like when they start off. Oh, um, he made an old to the butt and strip <laughs> and then married a former beauty queen from like Kentucky or some shit. But I still feel like I feel some kind of way about it because like um, I guess I feel some kind of way about it because like uh, I've talked to to bigger girls before and I've I've fucked bigger girls before I've dated bigger girls before. And it was, I always thought I was going to end up with someone who's a little bit bigger because I am a little bit bigger. And now I'm, I'm married to my wife who's skinny as shit. And well, she's thick where it counts. But like, it's, it's just, I think it's weird. I, I just, I feel like weird being like, yeah, I'm, I'm cool with like big chicks, cause, but I didn't marry one. It's just, it, I've had someone level that at me is the better way to put it. I've had someone like retort that when I'm like, yeah, no, uh, I'm down with big women. Why do you marry one? And, and it, my response really was like, I wasn't out looking to prove a point when I got married. I was just trying to find somebody who I could live with. And my wife was the the first person to meet that bill. There were plenty of big girls who had the chance. They just didn't. Like, it's, I, it's, it's also like with me and like white women, like I've never been really like about that. I've never really been about that life um, until this relationship happened. And it was yeah. just kind of like, and this is just a thing that just kind of happened. It wasn't anything that I was looking for. It just kind of happened. And it's like, all right, cool. Like, we, Do you, do you get like uh side-eyed in public by other black people occasionally when y'all are together? Um, No. Good. Because uh, Virginia, there's a lot of interracial relationships, but it's usually uh, black man, white girl. Um, I, I get the side eye from old white women. Really? Old white women are always looking at me like why are you for that one i feel like they would be giving her the the, the business I, well i'm the one who notices because i'm you know like, oh okay i feel you because you're black yeah yeah because <laughs> because i'm black and I, I, you know and i had to explain this to white people like i have to notice like i have it's, to notice yeah. everything that's happening around me for safety reasons it's how um, alive. yeah so like and so like we'll go out to either somewhere like that and i just kind of notice like what's around me and it's just like people just just kind of looking like what the fuck like and, and like and i don't even really get the um and like not only is like 
my girlfriend white, but she's also 10 years older than me. So like, there's a, there's a real, uh, like jarring situation for someone who, you know, who is looking to be jarred, I guess you would say. Yeah. Um, but like, I don't get, I don't get a whole lot of looks from anybody else. Um, and, and I don't get a whole lot of looks. Um, and, and, you know, like a lot of people say wherever they're from, like black women always look like, why are you with blah, blah, blah. And like all of this other stuff. I get none of that because I'm from Virginia and like this shit is, this shit is normal. Like, See, I got, I got the black woman hatred when I had a white girlfriend and like white people never cared here. Cause you know, there's a bunch of interracial couples here as well. Nikki don't like, count. Well, no, no, no. Nikki wasn't the one. I'm joking. I'm joking. Nah, I, I will say this. I have never gotten shade from Nikki for who I was with. Um, I usually got shade from Nikki uh, for being with someone. <laughs> not so much. <laughs> Let me not say that. Let me quit. Uh, anyway, <laughs> no, I, I never got shade. I'm, I'm playing. Please do not take me seriously. I never got, I never took shade actually from Nikki for being with anyone. She was always super supportive. Uh, actually, um, when we would text back and forth, then we would talk about um, you know who I was with. We uh, she was supportive of of like the whole relationship, so she was like happy to see that I was happy. You know, Nikki's a dope friend like that, but Word like, I don't know. I, I got a lot of shade from black women when I was in public, like just kind of like, mm. and, and it's weird because like now I'm with the black woman and I get shade from white women. Or more to the point, I don't. My wife gets shade from white women, like. Nigga, why? Like, what? I don't know. So, like, okay. She has noticed this, and and I'm not, I I have noticed it too, where, like, uh, I'll be in a store, and, you know, we'll we'll split up. I'll go do this. And then um, I'm talking to some white lady, having this conversation. You know, she's, like, helping service, helping me with service or whatever. And then she was super friendly. My wife will walk up, and then she will immediately dead. And at first, I was like, all right, well, I guess she just doesn't want to flirt with me in front of my wife. I get it. But flip side of that my wife will be talking to a white lady having a real issue i'll walk up and then she will cheer the fuck up as soon as i walk up and be like well let me help and see what we can find out and <laughs> and it, That's it, ca- oh, man what what kind of side eyes do you get from your wife though my wife oh it drives her crazy and, and it, it makes her so upset and, it, and it, honestly i i exasperated it a bit because i didn't believe her at first <laughs> because like of course like I, it's the black woman telling me something of course i'm not gonna listen to it because i'm a dumbass so i'm like i'm not listening to it I'm like what i'm like bae i think you're being paranoid which again as a black person i realize all the dumbassness of what i said just now i get it but at the time i was just like yeah i i, I don't know i don't see it and actually no i think what i said is i don't see it i'm not saying you're wrong i'm just saying i need you to point it out before i believe you is what i said and mm-hmm. She she didn't take too well to that. I think it was the I need you to point it out before I believe you part. And I'm not saying I didn't believe her. I just like I need you to point it out because I'm not seeing it. So she finally like was, was like you know we would something would happen. We walk out. She'd be like, okay, so did you notice that when you showed up, she all of a sudden got super helpful and she could find stuff. But when I was asking, she couldn't find. It. I was like, yeah. And it, it's 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 constant where uh, there's little stuff where like we'll be out to dinner and the waitress will only talk to me. And ask and ask me how I'm doing, and only ask me if I want anything else, but not talk to my wife. Wow. There's been times we've been out, and my wife is paying. The waitress has brought the check to me, 
my wife has taken her card out, taken the check, put her card and put it in front of her. Waitress took it and then brought it back, put it in front of me. And it was like, whoa, what? <laughs> it's, it's, and it's weird. It's also like this, I don't know, it's weird, but I feel like it's, I don't know what's, what spurs it. Like I, and me and my wife have talked about this, like, you know, you know, ad nauseum. And even before we were married, like she noticed it was like, oh, do you see this shit is happening? And, and I don't know. It's weird. It's this. That's that's how it is with me, me and my girl. But I'm the one who notices like all of this shit. And like, I, it, like it had to be proven because she was like, which, is, like which by the way, is fucked up on our parts. I need to make sure I say that uh, people listen to this man. If you listen to this, uh, don't be this person. Believe your wife first. Like, pr- make her prove herself wrong. Like, prove her I'll wrong. Believe, I'll believe your dude first. Like, that's what yeah, happened to me. Like, 100%. I was just yeah. like, yo, believe your partner first. Is a better way to put it. My bad. Yeah. Believe yeah. your partner first. Like, don't don't fucking make them because this is this. Even if they, <laughs> even if this were court, like, <laughs> like, <laughs> which is not, by the way. <clears throat> there's like a burden of proof on I would feel like on you. You need to prove that this isn't happening. Like it's oof. But anyway, yeah, I'm sorry. I didn't mean to cut you off. But yeah, like believe your partners. Yeah, absolutely. I, yeah, it's one of those things. Like it it didn't like she didn't actually start noticing it until I would point it out. And then she was just like, This isn't re- this isn't really happening to you. And I'm just like, uh, it is. And then like we would get out of the car and I said, watch. And then we are walking towards Walmart. And then like you see people who who you can tell clearly are on this side of the aisle of uh, you know, of, yeah. of, of where their car is that would move completely across to the other side and then come back once they <laughs> passed up. Mm-hmm. And like stuff like that, and you see, um, you see, you see women, mostly white women, shifting their purses to the other side away from me. Yep. Um, even though I'm walking with someone, like you know what I mean, like I'm walking with someone, and like th- you will see this, you will see this happen, like, and she was just like, "Oh shit, this this really does happen to you," and I'm just like, "Yeah," and it's worse because I'm with you. Yeah, I feel like though uh, that happens. I don't know. It is worse because you're with her, but I feel like that's a, that's something that you get as a black man in general. Yeah. Like I've had this conversation with like some other black comedians and I got to tread this carefully. So give me a second. I'm trying to make sure I say this right. Um, I am a cishet black man. Uh, and I present as a cishet black man. Um, and I travel uh, as a comedian, especially I am in a lot of circles and around a lot of people who uh, are not cishet, who are queer, we're trans. Um, and the first time someone meets me who is like trans or queer, they are standoffish as fuck. And I get it. Like they should be. I understand it. And like, and I get it. And then like, I'll do, usually I have, you know, queer friends, trans friends. They'll see me hug and talk to my queer friends and trans friends, or they'll hear me do a set. And then after my set, it warms up a bit because now it's like, all right, you're not a threat. But the approach for you when you are a black man, you are typically approached as you could be a threat and I'm not going to give you the chance to hurt me. Yeah. And I get that. But at the same time, like, like sometimes it feels racially motivated. And, and then sometimes I think it's, it's just ex- experiential. I think sometimes it's both mm-hmm. like, 
and I think that there's a reason why like it happens more from white people. Like I'm black trans people, we're cool immediately. And, and I don't want to like turn this into a race thing, but uh, every black trans comedian I've met, as soon as I meet them, we hug, we're cool, we love each other. They're amazing. It's the white trans comedians and the white queer comedians. The black queer comedians too. Well, a couple of the black queer comedians are a little bit standoffish. And I think it really kind of depends on uh, whether or not they uh, date or fuck with black men. If they do, they're a little bit more standoffish. And that's when I start feeling like it's experiential. But like, I can't give that benefit of the doubt to someone who's white and queer, someone who's white and trans, mainly because like, because they are white. <laughs> and I don't know. I, it might be experiential. It might be also race. It could be probably both, but it doesn't exist with, uh, I, at least in my experience, that doesn't exist with black trans and black queer people for me. I don't get that initial like uneasiness, especially from black trans people. Black trans people are, are really uh, like accepting and, and black queer people as well, which honestly, I would expect them to be less accepting of me as a, a cishet black man than anyone else. If I'm being honest, I would expect them to be like, because I'm I'm definitely the the biggest threat statistically. Yes, but it, it's and it's weird. It's it's and it's, when I say it's standoffishness, it's this like, and, and I don't know because I'm also in Seattle, so like grain of salt, all of this. But it's this this thing where it's like I don't want to make eye contact with you, or make you feel as if I'm available for conversation with you. And I've talked to other black men who are comedians in this town. And they have gotten the same feel. And it's, it's fucked a few of them because uh, as soon as you kind of confirm the stereotype for them, you're done. You can't work. You can't, you can't talk to them. You can't undo it. You're done. Shit. And it's, it's weird. You know what I mean? Like it's, it's the and same. Like, and like you're, you're a comedian, like conversation is your job. Correct. But and it's, it's one of those things where like, again, I get it. And I'm not here to say that they should not be that way. I understand it. It's the same feeling I have when I walk into a room for all white people. And I'm like, all right, so yes. Are y'all the cool white people? <laughs> or are y'all the white people I see on TV? Which one are y'all? Yeah. It's that. And, and it's, I understand it. And, and I'm not here to tell them not to. Like, and I feel like for them, it's so much more about survival and preservation. When you realize that so many people who are trans especially black trans, black queer, but also white trans, white queer in that community, how many of them get cut off from their families? How many of them are uh, very much just struggling to survive because they're alone? They don't have support systems. You know, like it's easy for me to feel like I can fall back uh, if someone, like it's like, even if I get like jumped in the street and mugged, you know, I have a wife, I have a family, I have a mom, I have a sister, I have like, I have all these other like support systems. I have health insurance, I have all this other stuff to kind of take care of me. If you don't have any of that, all you have is distrust and suspicion, then like, I, I get it. And, and that's understandable, especially again, in those communities. I guess what I'm saying is, is, um, is that kind of mentality or that thought process though, I think that across the board we see societally, it's why black men and black women especially are shot more by the police office, by, by the police. It's yes. why when black men and black women are existing in areas people think of them as being criminals and again i'm not here to tell people how to like secure their own safety and peace of mind not what i'm here for i will say that that belief if if you have it in you and and, and you really do like move your purse to the other side if you see a black man 
Like ask yourself, is it because I see a man or is it because I see a black man? Do I feel threatened by this person because of the potential harm they could bring to me as just another human being? Or do I just think that they're more likely to bring harm to me because they're black? Right. Because the latter is a real problem. Yeah, I was trying. I was trying to explain to one of my coworkers one day. It was a while ago, that um, that I can't be upset at work. Yeah, I can't be. We upset had this at, conversation. Yeah, yeah, I can't be upset at work, and and that you know, as a white woman, that just baffles the fuck out of her. It's yeah. like it's like she can get like I can. Like if someone is really coming at me, like, you know, at my job, I can get loud with somebody, but I can't be, I can't be visibly upset at work. Yeah. The most I can tell you is chill. I'm not going to tell you again. And then I walk away. That's the most I can do is you just need to calm down. I'm not going to tell you to calm down again. And then that's, we're done. That's the most I have. And even then, like, I feel like that's me and HR talking about my aggressive language. Yeah. It's crazy that like, that like when I see one of them go off, um, and yeah. like okay. and I've I've seen I've seen the, the the boss and one of my coworkers go at each other cussing and fussing calling calling each other lying motherfuckers and all kinds of shit and I was just like I could never do that. Yep. And you know what? Some of it is also because we're black. Like remember, uh, for us work. And I'm, I'm using air quotes, you can't see it. For us, work uh, was slavery. You can't curse out your overseer or curse out the foreman. You right. can't talk back to the foreman. And like, think about how much of that mentality still exists in, in the black like, culture and ethos that was just built in, like, you know, built into the societal culture where it's like, well, don't talk back to your boss. Even after we, we finish fucking slavery uh, for 100 years up until the civil rights movement, black people could just fucking be killed. So even then, it was like, well, don't talk back to your boss because they might just get their friends together later tonight, roll up to your house, burn a cross out, and hang you out in front of your fucking house in front of your children. So mm-hmm. like, like that mentality of not talking back has just been just burned into uh, like the black consciousness because for a long time we couldn't. I still don't feel comfortable like fucking calling in sick to work. I feel uncomfortable as fuck doing that shit because it's like yes. I, I I see white people just calling sick for weeks. I can't, like, I was sick this week, real sick. I still sound kind of sick if you haven't noticed. That's why I'm coughing. I sound super congested. Mm-hmm. But, like, I was sick for the majority of this was, week. I thought it was the weed. No, no, it's just, I'm legitimately sick. It's not enough to make me stop smoking, though. Hey, hey. But, um, <laughs> but like, I was, I was sick uh, for the majority of the week. And I, I went to work Monday and, like, tried to press through. Called in Tuesday. The only day I legit took off, because I, I worked from home the other two days. The only day I took off was Friday. And I was nervous as fuck the entire time. My own boss, white lady, super sweet. My own manager was like, look, you need to just like sleep. You need to rest. You're not going to get better. And I'm like, I got deadlines. I, and I don't trust. And I didn't say this, but in my mind, it's like, I got deadlines. And I don't trust y'all not to fire me if this shit don't hit. I don't trust it. Exactly. And it's just, it, it's, it's something that like, like this happened uh, to me this week too. So Friday, uh, I was booked for a show in Tacoma. I went and did it was not great if no one showed up for it thank god <laughs> i did a lot of uh fuck the fuck the police jokes that's just where i was that day but okay. anyway oh it was great I, I i can run you through a lot of them but anyway um i i do a lot of i did a extremely racially charged set 
Um, I talked like I did a whole thing about how, how like people were mad at the NBA or people were mad at the NBA for not like uh, canceling his China games and, and like just not doing business with China. And I was like, uh, if they did that, where would they play? Because if we're saying don't play any place with human rights violations, are we forgetting about the internment camps on the, on the border? Are we forgetting about uh, Guantanamo Bay, Tuskegee experiments, Vietnam, like Iraq, Iran, Desert Storm? Like the only team that could potentially uh, be a champion at this point is Toronto. Yeah, you know what I um, I sent out a tweet and it was a little bit it was a little bit targeted because there was like a a handful of people that I know that were talking about these companies because there's a there was a thing with uh with nerds in Blizzard. Mm-hmm. Um, somebody, somebody, somebody was a uh, professional gamer was banned from like Hearthstone or something like that because yeah. of his stance. Um, so like nerds were about this stuff too. And uh, they were all like, well, how could you cave to China? And like, yeah, you're about free speech until it's about China, blah, 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 whatever. And I was like, yeah, like, the, the, like, and you, you're calling these, these companies and stuff hypocrites, but like you know, you say all of this stuff sent from an iPhone and like, yeah. you don't understand how much of a hypocrite you are. You say that shit, like you literally on an iPhone where it's made by slave Chinese people. Exactly. Where, where the suicide rate in the country is so high, uh, surrounding people who work on iPhones that they literally put suicide nets around the building. So if you jump off trying to kill yourself, you get caught in the net. Right. And like the idea that the idea that like, um, like even if you didn't know this, like with with the nerd people, like didn't Sony already come out and say like, yo, bruh, um, if Trump don't ease up on China, this PlayStation going to cause more. Well, like, well, yeah, because if, if, if we will recall, every single piece of technology can tear is a thing that is known as rare earth minerals. Right. Yes, where rare earth minerals come from. Motherfucking Africa. China. No, China. <laughs> yeah, well, Africa. According to according to your Instagram, but real talk, the majority of of rare earth minerals actually come out of China. Right. So, like, if you, right now we're all using things from China, welcome to the global society. We don't have enough rare earth minerals in America or any other place in the world. China has the highest stockpile of it. There might be some in Africa, but I'm not ever going to tell a white government to go to Africa for anything. Like, I feel like they've done enough of that. Y'all have tapped enough out of Africa. You can stop tapping. Right. But anyway, the point I was going to make before all this happened um, was, uh, so I'm, I, I do my set super racially charged. That's what I do. Uh, a lot of the new stuff I've been working on, uh, heavy shit. Um, me, you know, telling jokes about getting shot by the cops and then chastising the audience for feeling bad about it. Um, that type of stuff. I get down. I get done. I finish. Next comedian up is a white comedian, right? One of his jokes was, because he's talking about, like, he, he tells this joke about Captain America. Starts off fine. Captain America, he's like, I don't like the Avengers because I feel like it's not uh, very accurate. Um, Captain America's from the 40s. He wakes up now, and now all of a sudden he's just cool with Black Panther. Was there a deleted scene? Funny. Great. Yeah. Then he gets to this point where he's like, I feel like in the Avengers, if it was truthful, uh, Cap would be like, hey, why don't you uh, stay in the back over there with Falcon and War Machine? Still funny. And he's like, well, how come? He's like, we'll be up here in the front with Rocket. Oh, don't worry. He's a different kind of coon. And that's where he lost me. Oh. 
Yeah. yeah that, was, that was a step too far. And that's where he lost me. So then he's like, oh, it's cool. I'm not a racist. Wink. He literally says, I'm not a racist, and then says, wink. So I walked out after this, I, and I, I literally left during a set, like, oh, fuck this. And he, he tried to say some shit from stage as I was walking out about me not being funny, uh, and I just flicked him off and told him to go fuck himself. And honestly, like, it was the best I could do, because if I had stayed there, I think I would have gone to jail that night, because I was ready to beat the fuck out of that nigga. Or, excuse me, white person. <laughs> um, but he, here's, here's the thing. Like, that's fucking... The thing that kills me about this is uh, that happened on Friday. It's Sunday. I'm on a podcast right now talking about it. I've had to process and deal with that shit. Like, for most of my weekend, this motherfucker hadn't had to think about that shit twice. Right. And that's the issue for me. It's like, and that's why, like, I understand when trans people are, like, uh, aggressively um, protective of themselves and queer people are aggressively protective of themselves because like, like that's just a minor thing that like fucking is occupying headspace for me and probably will for another week. Uh, my life didn't feel threatened. Um, it was just fucking, you know, racist as fuck. But if I were black or trans, my life could have been threatened. Yeah. And I also can tell that story to other black people and they all get upset. As a trans person, you tell a story about someone being mad at you as a trans person to other black people even. And like, you don't even have that community. So like, I get it. It's what I'm saying. I get it. Like, be as protective as you need to be for yourself. And, and I think that's, there's a there's a contingency of people. There's a lot of them are men who are like in this like nah, it's not the way it's supposed to be. I mean, like in a truly equal society, okay, but we ain't there. So yeah, I just I I don't even. Uh, yeah, welcome I mean, to sad at, adventures at, in comedy. At some, <laughs> at some, at some point, at some point, at, <laughs> like being being a black man. Like you just kind of resign yourself to like maybe this shit is not gonna be fixed. So like here's the thing. Oh no, I've already the given only, up on that. The only yeah, the only thing that I care about right now is like when someone meets me, they see me as a person before they see me as a problem. Like that's the only thing that I care about right now. See me as a person first before you think that I might be a problem. That's all that's it. I, I I'm 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 not even on that. I uh I'm really at, I don't give a fuck how you see me. I don't give a fuck what you think. I don't give a fuck who you are. I'm fucking me. I Am I a problem for you? It sounds like it's your fucking problem. I don't have to try to be anything for you. I don't have to try to be anyone for you, but my fucking self. And if you have a fucking problem with it, then you go fucking deal with it. That's where I'm at, honestly. Okay. It's fuck you if you have a problem with me, because... I am not out here wrecking people's lives. I'm not out here trying to have like give people problems. You fucking have the problem with me. So if you hate me as a black person, or if I make you uneasy because I'm black, and that's the reason you're uneasy, you're fucking you fucking have the problem, not me. I'm not gonna be any less black or any less me. Cause I have not done anything threatening other than just appear. 
like existing is not a threat. Correct. My existence has never been a threat to anyone. So fuck you if you have a problem with it. And, and I'm not here trying to like get you to see me as a person because that's not my job. My job is to be who I am. And if you can't fucking handle it, that's on you. I, I'm not, I can't, and I, I used to be, and I, I honestly, and I think some of it is I moved out of the South because I was very much when I was in the South, like, oh, let me help you understand. And let me, I got to educate. And let me tell you what the black, I'm kind of past it. Like, motherfuckers has been educating since the 60s and beyond. Motherfuckers has been educating since the 1860s, if we're being honest. And beyond. Like, we've been asking for, like, equality since this country started. Shit ain't happened. I'm done asking. I hear that. I just, like, I, I'm done. I'm not over here trying to say I'm taking it. I'm just saying I'm done. I'm done trying to, like, be nice to you. I'm done trying to, like, make you feel good about being white. Because you, should, you shouldn't feel good about that shit. You should feel terrible about it every day. Honestly, as Americans, we should feel terrible every day right now. Because our country is shit. And it's not even, I, it's not even a fucking secret at this point. Our country has gone to shit. And it's not even gone to shit. Because that, that applies it was good at one point. It really hasn't been. But I think more now than ever, we can see just how shitty of a country we really are. And all these people talking about how there's other countries who are worse. Fuck you forever. I know there's worse countries. But just because there are worse countries doesn't mean that we're not fucking terrible right now either. So fuck all that bullshit. And if you want to tell me I should go to another country, well, nigga, I built this motherfucking country. I, I dare you to try to kick me out of it. Right. You can head your ass back to Europe or wherever the fuck you came from. That's really what I'm on. And it's just, I, I, just, I don't know. I feel like a switch flipped to me like a long time ago where I just got to fuck it. And I've always been at fuck it with the cops. I think that's been, <laughs> that's been recorded on wax uh, on multiple podcasts. Um, exactly. <laughs> so I've always been at fuck it with the cops. Uh, I hit fuck it with the cops when I was 24 and I realized like, fuck it, you're going to kill me. You're not going to kill me, but fuck it. Like, I'm, I'm not here for this, like, treat me like a goddamn piece of shit. You either treat me like a human being or you fucking shoot me. But I'm not going to fucking, like, take this shit. It's just, that's where I'm at. It's, and and I'm, 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 just, I'm just slowly turning that way with the rest of the world. Where it's like, either you're going to see me for a person you're not, but I'm not going to fucking waste my time trying to make you see it. I'm who I am. You can fucking process on your own time. And that's just where I'm at. It's, okay. uh, yeah, yeah. I'm I'm with you on that, but let me let me switch this up before we close this out. All right. What would okay? So there's there's a scenario. Oh, I got a Netflix where, recommendation too, by the way. But yeah, let's go. Okay, there's a scenario where on your wedding day, is there anything that someone can put in a cake that when you cut it, you realize you made a mistake? Here's what I was, here's why I thought of this. I saw a, um, a wedding reception. Mm-hmm. There was a cake and it was an Alabama cake. Okay. And um, the, the, the groom was cutting the cake himself, which seemed odd at first. Uh-huh. Until, they, until he cut the cake and realized that both of the layers in the cake were purple and gold. And everyone started screaming, go Tigers. Um, and he looked absolutely betrayed at that point. 
<laughs> so is there anything is there anything that someone can put in a cake that would make you rethink your decision that you just made to marry someone? <laughs> um <laughs> like a co- confederate flag i don't know um, because uh, he was visibly like shaken by this. I, I like how, like i like how he's upset i mean like i'm not i'm not team i don't team hard enough i like and i, I definitely don't ride hard enough for my alma mater or for for any college so like nah i fix <laughs> if you fix. give me a fake cake i no i do like a good fake cake spice like a spice cake if it's a spice cake like let's say like i didn't know the cake was being made like i was like my wife was like oh i don't know exactly what i want for the cake and she did that and then like i cut into it it was a spice cake i am questioning my decision right there (laughs) if you if your if your go-to cake is a spice cake i have questions not carrot cake spice cake you know what a spice cake is i don't hate spice cake but I, like if i how have do you any, not first of all why is it called spice choice? cake with no spice like <laughs> can we address the fact that there's literally no spice in a spice cake other than cinnamon is cinnamon yeah. well i guess it is at the, for the time period but right spice cake is bullshit bro it's real bullshit and it's not even like it's 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 weirdly every in every version i've had by the way i've never had a spice cake from a person who loved me i need to make sure i see that <laughs> never I've never had a spice cake from someone who loved me. It was always like someone prepared this shit and now I have it. It has uh, you always know, been. That, that would have been a perfect title. <laughs> <laughs> dot, dot, dot from someone, someone who, who loved me. me. I never have. <laughs> it, it, it's, it's, I've, every time I've had a spice cake, it has been like, it's never been sweet enough to be a real cake. We're like, um, and I was one of the kids who liked to eat the cake out from between the frosting and then eat the frosting. But with mm-hmm. the spice cake, I would just scoop it out and then just eat all the frosting and then leave the cake. <laughs> My mom really did not appreciate that. Uh, she didn't make the spice that's, cake, by the way. That's she definitely just, me and carrot cake. Yeah, she didn't appreciate it. I love, I love me some carrot cake, though. But the problem with the spice cake is that it's, it's, never, it's never sweet enough to be a really, really a cake. But then on the flip side of it, it's not savory or spicy enough. It's like, if you're going to give me something that's gonna be like, ah, we're going to spice this up. Like, make it kind of spicy. Like, give me some flavor. It never has any flavor. It always has, like, a random amount of walnuts in it. Like, not enough, but, like, too many. You know what I mean? Like, where, like, it's not enough walnuts because, like, I could eat a whole section of cake and not hit them. But then all of a sudden, there's, like, a random fucking section of walnuts. It's always that. I fucking, and, and if I'm being honest... <laughs> I have a lot of thoughts about spice cake. And if I'm being 100% honest, uh, it's an affront to the holidays. It really is. Like, everything else about the holidays is awesome. Well, it's, it's an affront more than, more than fruitcake? <clears throat> I've had a good fruitcake before. I've, I've had never. A, I've I have never had, had a delicious, like, you got to, you got to, uh, well, first of all, um, it should be soaked in rum. So the one I had was rum soaked. And then secondly, you got to spring for like the expensive ones that actually use real fruit and not like the jelly shit. Right. If if your fruitcake can't go bad in under a week, it's not a very good fruitcake. <laughs> okay. But, okay. But I will say fruitcake is just spice cake with fruit in it. But um, it's, it's, I hate spice cake. All right. Uh, Netflix recommendation. There's one I, I want to tell you about and I'll tell everybody about. Um, 
there's a show that I just found. It's uh, one of the Netflix original shows where they've been doing like like short series where it's like maybe 15 to 20 minutes every episode. Mm-hmm. The show is called It's Bruno. Here's what it's about. It's Bruno. It's Bruno. It's Bruno. Here's okay. what it's about, and I shit you not. Bruno is a dog, a little puggle, a pug beagle mix, who's owned by a dude named Malcolm, and the show is 100% about Malcolm who is a person of color. He looks like he's Puerto Rican. He might be like half black, half Puerto Rican. A person of color who owns a little puggle who lives in Brooklyn, walk around with his puggle doing Brooklyn shit with his puggle. Okay. And it is the fucking best. I love this show. Like it's, look, it's weird as fuck. Uh, I get it. The hardest thing for me, and I told this to my wife, we kind of laughed about it, and then I felt bad. The hardest thing for me, because like it's a personal color with a little dog, and he really loves his dog. The first scene, and I don't think I'm ruining anything with this, but the first scene, they show him like uh, with like this, uh, they take out a skillet, and then uh, scoop up like a bunch of turkey meat, and like start like like <laughs> like pan uh, searing the turkey meat, add like uh, corn to it, and keeps pan searing it, and like add a bunch of spices and like salt to it and then take it out of the pan and put it into a bowl for his dog and then go get a microwave burrito for himself. What? Right. And the weirdest thing for me is seeing a person of color have that much affection for their dog. And there's a ton of people of color in this. Uh, really funny people of color, really good. Um, with dogs that have like a white person's level of affection for dogs. And it is... The first time I, I watched it, it took me a minute to get past that. But then I was like, oh, this show is great. It's really, really good. But watching a person of color be mad affectionate to a dog. That is that is like the, the it completely it, it completely changes my thought about like we're doing Brooklyn shit with my dog. Yeah. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like it completely changes that. But his thing, it, it's still Brooklyn shit. It's he's still he's still a, a he still is very much a nigga from Brooklyn, basically. And he still acts like someone from Brooklyn. He just really loves his dog. <laughs> and, it's, and, the, and the entire show legit revolves around how much he loves his dog. And I, I don't want to ruin anything for you. But there's a whole thing that happens when the dog like disappears and he loses his shit. It is. It's worth watching. <laughs> like he legit loses his shit when he loses his dog. It's pretty great. There's a whole episode where he uh, it, he is walking around stalking people. Uh, by the way, Donnell Rollins is in it. Um, and there's another dude whose name I forgot, but it is a whole episode where he's like stalking a dude uh, and trying to catch him because he has a, uh, the dude is a white dude who has a greyhound who's letting his greyhound take a shit in the streets and just leaving it instead of like actually like bagging it up and, and like, you know, taking it. And there's an entire episode dedicated to him trying to track down this dude and catch him to basically whoop his ass for leaving shit in the streets. It's... Wow. It's 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 so Brooklyn, and also like that element of like, and we love dogs. Is like, wait, what? <laughs> it's fun though. I would say watch it. It's called it's Bruno. You can. It's the episodes are like fifteen twenty minutes. It's only eight episodes, so you can legit binge this in like three four hours. I I I spent a whole lot of time yesterday watching someone do a whole series on a game that I that I'm playing, an early access game that I'm playing. So I definitely could do this. Yeah. And and I, I I want to watch El Camino, but like by all by all everyone so far has just been like, man, sorry. Do you know what El Camino is? 
No, I have not seen anything for it. El Camino is a movie that tells you about things that happened after Breaking Bad ended. Oh, that one. Ah, no, I'm good. Yeah, everything, everybody's just been like, sorry, I guess. Well, like, I think we're kind of sick of going back to the same stuff, you know what I'm saying? Like, I'm kind of sick of it. Like, I'm burned out on it feels like everybody's doing just remakes of shit. Like, I went to go see Joker, which, by the way, eh. have you seen it? No, I, I, okay. I have no, I have zero interest. I, so the only reason I went to go see it is I have a, uh, I have a friend uh, who, who is white who uh, wanted to go see it and asked me if I wanted to go with him. And I was like, yeah, I'll go. And I actually said I wasn't going to, I actually had said out loud to, to people, I was like, yeah, I'm not going to go see the Joker unless someone asked me. And so far, no one's asked me. And then he was like, uh, I didn't say it to him, but he just asked me if I wanted to go. So I went to go see it. Here's the thing. Um, you don't need to see it. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, and I, I don't mean you. I mean, like, just as people, like, this is a movie that you just don't need to see. Like, it's, is it, is it entertaining? Yeah, it's entertaining as fuck. Like, it's, there's moments and like fucking Joaquin Phoenix is a goddamn nutcase. It's well, no, that's that's terrible. I shouldn't say that. Uh, that's rude to people with mental health. Though that does bring me to one of my points. Uh, this movie does this. So this movie does this thing where it takes um, like the Joker's mental health issues and it tries to use it to like. I don't want to say explain, but I was gonna say uh, humanize his violent actions. What? Yeah, bear with me. So, like uh, a lot of the times when they show, there's a whole like, and I don't want to, I don't want to spoil anything for anybody uh, because it is, it's still in the theaters, and I'm not a dick. But you know, some people may be going to go see it and, and be excited about it. But like, there's this whole like, uh, there's there's a series of events that happens in the movie. I'll say that there's a series of events that happens in the movie uh, that you find out later did not happen. Ooh, that's actually the best way to say it. So there's a series of events that happen that you find out later do, do not happen. And it's meant to kind of show how over the edge he is. But in those series of events, the other people who are involved, they never take time to address the fact that uh, those people are people as well. It's like the entire movie is focused on the Joker, which I guess it should be, but it's so focused on the Joker and on him that it negates all the other stories of the people around him and makes it uh, because he and their stories aren't necessarily uh, antagonistic towards him. It's just that because he's so erratically acting towards them. God, this is hard to say without talking about what it is. He acts so erratically towards the other people in these series of events it causes them to become antagonists and it happens repeatedly throughout the movie. And some of the events are imagined and some of the events are not. Some of the events are uh, exacerbated by his mental illness and his conditions. But in every case, it's almost like it's like, Oh, because he's mentally ill, we should feel like, Oh, you should feel bad. Cause they, you know, he can't take his medication and you know, blah, blah, blah. Like he, he doesn't have a way to pay for his medicine. So- so the yeah, media, yeah, yeah, yeah. so basically, it's the media with incels, right? Um, and and, it's, and that and it and it and it plays so in because that's how they're 
it reaches out to you for sympathy and it plays so incelly because of it. And I feel like that on top of how graphic and jarring the violence is, because it is jarring. It's like, oof. It, it, and it, I mean, I've seen a lot of violent shit in my day. I went through Game of Thrones. But like there, there are killings in this movie. And I, I guess I feel I should say killings. There are scenes in this movie where someone dies or is killed that I legitimately kind of like jumped at. Mm. And it's and it's not like because it's especially gory. It's not because I think it's it's the the way it's shot and how it's is it's it just super, brutality? Like, is that the word you're looking for? No, because I've I've seen brutality. Like I, I've I sat through fucking three hundred and Spartacus. I've seen all of that stuff before. It's 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 a it's the impact of which it is done and how it's done and it's 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 probably the most joker thing about the movie is the thing that you know the joker that that drives the joker at least for me is that that where he's you know ha, 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 laughing and playing and then all of a sudden bang dead that happens throughout and oof, i will say that it, that they capture that perfectly as far as like that feel for the joker I think the problem is, is with the backdrop of something that is very much kind of incel. And also with the backdrop of like, this person has mental health issues. It kind of, it just doesn't, like the impact isn't, how can I put it? The impact isn't dramatic. It's just just feels like I'm watching someone get killed. You know what I'm saying? It feels like I'm watching mm-hmm. a snuff film in a lot of cases. Right. Okay. Like, like, like it's the, the and not like because it's shot poorly. It's shot gorgeously. I think it looks beautiful, but like the impact of it isn't so much like it's like you know with the Joker. Uh, typically, when it's shown, he's shown as being like kind of just over the top and insane. The menace is there. But the 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 joking part of it is so over the top and so bombastic that like when it gets to the killing part of it, it's equal bombosity matches. Right. In this movie, the Joker is doesn't hit the bombosity of the Joker until maybe the end. And because of that, the bombosity of the killings just feel like, oh, he's just a serial killer. And I don't know if that was intentional or if that was just me, but I, I think between that and just the fact that like, you know, the main character, uh, Arthur Fleck, AKA the Joker is basically angry at the world for not telling him that he's special. And it, that thing gets repeated. Like he wants so badly to be special, somehow be special. And that thing gets repeated a lot. And he's constantly kind of mad at the world for not, accepting him as special and and that theme is and and a lot of the people who uh he who don't accept him as special uh die uh pretty violently jeez now i know i don't want to see this it's it's a lot um and it's one of those things like like 
it, it's one of those things like uh, Confederate monuments. Like, I'm just going to say, I don't want to see this. And like, the more you get upset about me saying that I don't want to see it, that's how much I know I can't trust you. And like, I mean, it's, <laughs> I mean, feel how you want to feel about it. I'm not here to tell. Like, I, I think it's one of those things where like, I, I, and I said this when I walked out, I was like, I won't pay to see this again. So like, if it's on a streaming service or, you know, I might pirate it if I wanted to watch it again. But I was like, when I walked out with the, and actually I, the dude I was with was white was like, yeah, that just had all these incel vibes. And we were like, we were just trying to process it. And, and the thing that I will say is, is that it's, it's that because the Joker's personality is not there yet. Uh, and I think it's also how they, they draw very heavily as is known from uh, recent events to try to build this world and character. And I think because it's the combination of those two things, the Joker not being over the top and bombastic, despite, again, it's, it's a great performance by Joaquin Phoenix. I will not take anything from him for that because it looks like he almost died trying to do it. Uh, but it's like that, that, that bigger-than-life personality balances the, the cruelness of the Joker. Yeah, I mean the last the last time somebody really went there, they they did die. Yeah, but I mean, like even with with Heath Ledger's Joker. All right, so he's menacing. He's still based in reality, but he doesn't come across, I guess, as if the world has destroyed him or made him that. It's more as if for Heath Ledger's Joker. I am trying to make the world into me. Yeah, he's, he was 100% an agent of chaos. Right, and it's never like, I'm not, it's not like I'm trying to make, the world made me this. And, and that's, I think that might be the difference. I, I guess for Joaquin Phoenix Joker, it's like the world made him in this. Like, it's not him, like, shaping the world in his image. It's the world shaped it in his. And so then, uh, because he was shaped um, by this world, they took him as a leader. And it just, it feels like a, like an incels like wet dream right like everyone turned on me everyone no one believed in me and saw how special i was but then i got my revenge i showed the world how special i was i killed everyone who didn't believe in me and now i instead of me like being taken to jail for it i'm praised and revered for being this person who killed people who doubted me or who killed people who were mean to me who made me feel less than it's like someone someone saw someone saw higher learning and took Remy's speech and turned it into something. Basically. And, and it's like the themes in it are like the, it's, it's the why I think because the movie itself, if you can remove yourself from that, which I mean, you know, people of color, good luck. Uh, <laughs> if you can remove those themes from it. You can totally enjoy it. And I bet there are a ton of white men uh, who think it's the fucking greatest. There's a bunch of black men I know for a fact who are on my timeline like, oh, the Joker's awesome. And I get it. You can you can dodge those themes or you don't notice them. Cool. I do notice them and I can't dodge them. And that shit was too much for me. Yeah. It was just, it, and it was just one of those things where I was like, I, it's just, and I, I really need to emphasize the fact that it really does play as if, and I, and I was upset about this too, and it's something I noticed and I was just waiting for it to be a thing. A lot of the people in the Joker's world who are antagonistic to him 
end up being people or women of color, like black women. Uh, there's a whole scene where he gets jumped by a bunch of kids. They're all kids of color. Oh, really? And there's he gets he gets harassed by white people as well, but the white people who harass him are rich, quote unquote Wall Street types. So it's got that going for it too. It's got a nice little racist hinge on it, where it's just just a little little sprinkling of racism, where like all the and and honestly, there's no white women who are quote unquote antagonistic to him other than his mother, um, but every white man that's that's wealthy and famous is antagonistic to him. So all the white men he wants to be are antagonistic to him. All the uh, black women who should be beneath him are antagonistic to him. All the little black children who are beneath him are antagonistic to him. It's almost like, you know, he's better than all of them and they don't recognize how great he is. It's just that theme, man. And it's, it's insidious as fuck, honestly. That's that's just why did this need to be made? And why did this need did. to be made now? When you when you have the people who feel this way that's just running up in places gunning down people. And on a slightly lighter note, uh Jared, Jared Leto is pissed because um no one told him. <laughs> did you read that? Did you see that? No. Get upset. Uh, hold on, let me find it. Uh, and, and we can close out with this. I just realized what time it was. Oh, why? Why you look for that? I will say, um, raising Dion was really good. I I know it's I on my list. It. I know, I know a lot of people. A lot of people are um, are saying that they could <coughs> because they don't they don't either like the the act the acting from the mom or the kid, but um, but like most of the people who said that I can't do this for some reason have all not been parents. Oh really? Um, like you know, like they don't understand. Like this is what a second grader is like. Um, this is one hundred percent what a second grader is like. And then if a second grader got, um, a second grader got superpowers, what this would be? Um, like it's on my list. Honestly, the only reason I haven't started watching it is because uh, those episodes are like hour long episodes, and it's hard for me to like gear up for those. And it's only nine. I know, but it's but like it's hard for me to gear up to watch an hour. Like I'm also watching. A, I started watching a Sick Note, which is uh, with uh, Rupert Grant, where uh, it's 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 okay. It's not that great, but um, those episodes are also an hour long. And like every time I watch like an episode, I kind of don't want to watch anymore. I think I, some of it is because I've been watching a ton of the uh, the 15 minute episode uh, shows, and so now like I kind of have to like re train myself or get back in the mindset for fucking around with like an hour long. I know that's a dumbass way to say that, but mm-hmm. that's kind of where I'm at. So I can't help it. That is dumb. Um, yeah. So I just sent you uh, that article. Jared Leto really? is distraught by the decision to cast Joaquin Phoenix's Joker. He was like, I thought this was going to be a movie about me, <laughs> which uh, I find hilarious personally. Um, there's one other thing I will say about Joker, uh, before I close out, um, that I find interesting. Um, I would like to know how old Joker is in this film. And the reason I ask is this in the film, it occurs in the time period before 
Batman's uh, impetus, you know, to become Batman, a.k.a. his parents getting gunned down. It happens before. All of this stuff happens before. So the Joker manifests when Batman is a kid. Right. So my question is, Batman then goes like away for what, 20 years? Oh, wait. The Joker doesn't manifest when he's a kid. The guy who becomes the Joker does. Well, the Red Hood, I suppose. But according to the mythos of this movie, he literally manifests uh, right before that that you know that uh that action i don't know i actually i don't feel like that's a spoiler because like we all know that happens but he he it, all of this happens right before that action so like thomas wayne is alive throughout the course of the entire movie he's like running for mayor yeah so like the joker uh is living with his his dying mom uh who's sick he he's graying which means he's somewhere around his 30s uh batman at this point is like what nine right mm-hmm. so it's gonna be like at least at least 15 to 20 years before he comes back as batman and then we got another like two years because he doesn't meet joker in, in year one uh because you know i'm a nerd i read year one joker doesn't show up in year one theoretically he meets Joker when he's more established as a as a uh, person or as a um, as a hero. So, like, how old is Joker when he starts like battling Batman? He's got to be damn near fifty. Well, I mean, but then also we don't know the true effects of those chemicals when he falls in that bat. Well, this version of the Joker. Was already Joker. And he yeah, it doesn't leave. vat. Yeah, it doesn't vat. And I mean, maybe the vat happens later, and it like makes him younger, but also fucks him up. But again, and this version of the Joker, by the way, isn't Red Hood. This version of the Joker is just fucking Joker. Yeah, they said that they weren't gonna. They they were like fuck the source material on this. Oh, a hundred percent. There's a lot of like fuck the source material on this. There's a, there's and this is a bit of a spoiler. Um, no, nah, I won't say it. But there, there, there is a specific thing that gets added in to uh, one of the scenes that I know for a fact should not have been added in. And it's like, all right, so y'all just want to play it this way. That's fine. But it's like, this isn't, this isn't canon. And it's a lot of stuff like that. But anyway, the point is, is that like, as a movie, like you can see better movies. Yes. And again, if you can get past how, and actually, uh, my friend, um, you know, shout out, actually, shout out to uh, Henry Henry Russell Stoddard. He's a comedian here, the cool dude. But my friend, um, who went to go see it with me after he left, uh, made a really good point. He said it doesn't feel like the origin story of the Joker because it really does feel like we're just talking about everything that's happening right now. Where uh, if you just replace the Joker with fucking Bob. And he doesn't become the Joker. He's just some dude who becomes a serial killer. Uh, the subway murderer, for example. This movie still works. Like, you don't need the Joker to have this movie. It feels more like it's a commentary on today's times 
whether that commentary be you know positive or negative, it's a commentary on today's times, uh, and not really a movie about the Joker. And I, and I get that. I agree with that as well. But um, okay, last last question that I have about this. Okay. Um, do you think that it's played well enough to be a cautionary tale in any way, shape, or form no. to incels? No. Like, when I said it was an incels wet dream, that's exactly what I meant. I shit you not when I say... So there's no part of this that is like, Hove did that, so hopefully you won't have to go through that. Like, no part of that is... Like it, this is this is happening to this person, and you don't have to go down. You ha- you don't have to go this way. The movie literally ends with him smearing the blood of someone else on his face into a smile, while he's being cheered on by thousands in the streets dressed like clowns. The fuck? So. Do they try to paint it as a cautionary tale? No, <laughs> they do not. And and it's it's also it plays into this thing where like a lot of the the push in the movie uh, for the the anger is people being mad at rich people where they're like fuck the rich, and so they really do paint him as the people's champ. Oh fuck! Right. So like he's leading a bunch of people who are like fuck rich people who are oppressing us and he's the he's the people's champ he is the champion of the of the oppressed it is problematic as shit yeah yeah oh, it's just a problem it's a real problem and it's, it's just like why now it's it's one of those things where like I, I don't I don't know if I necessarily believe and you know this is you, you can feel how you want to feel about it. I don't know if I necessarily believe that movies contribute to uh like more violence. I think uh violent people are gonna be violent no matter what. I think one thing that definitely contributes to violence is the uh open access of guns in this country. But um what I will say, yeah, I, I want to make sure I throw that in there. Um, but what I will say, though, is, is that while I don't think that movies or video games necessarily contribute to uh, this type of violence, I do think that it does present a scenario for someone to fantasize about being the hero. And I think it is difficult to understand how he is not a hero from a watching of this movie. So I'll say those two things. I don't think uh, this will lead to more violence. I think if people were going to be violent, they were going to be violent. But I do feel as if, if, as you watch this, if you have those tendencies, you can't find out why he's wrong. You leave feeling, oh, he did everything right. And the movie celebrates uh, 100% celebrates like the idea that he's the leader of the oppressed and it celebrates this idea that like the Joker is because it is again it's, it's holding him up as an anti-hero he's not being held up as a and he's been held up as like the sympathetic figure who doesn't know his place is in the world he's figured it out and it's it's chilling is what I'd say 
I think there's a reason why there's so much like incel type activity around this movie and in theaters at this movie as well. Yeah, and I had a I had somebody um ask me why uh you know somebody at work, white man, asked me why was all of this like security checks and all of that kind of stuff necessary for just this movie and not others. Um, because of this movie's theme and messaging, and I think because uh the type of people this movie draws, mm-hmm. um I think there should be security checks for all movies personally. Like I, I it's every like I I used to be really excited about going to a movie open at night, like, you know, getting into the theater and like crowding in with everybody. I don't do that shit anymore. Like I I'll go, you know, matinee. I and it, I know that this is a joke that somebody else said. Uh it was um, what time do you does ISIS think I'm gonna be at the movie theater? That's the time I'm not going. And Honestly, I'm not worried about ISIS. I'm worried about just the next. I'm not trying to be the next shooting. You know what yeah, I'm that's why. That's why. Like, um, you know, it's that's always been the case where, like, you know, like, you know, Americans get like really worried about like ISIS and Al Qaeda and stuff like that. And I'm just like, I ain't got to worry about them. Yeah, I got. Like, it. I, have, I have no concerns about being worried about Al uh, ISIS, Al Qaeda, any of that. I got white people to worry about. Yeah, my biggest concern is the police, and and then like random white people that decide that today is the day, like yeah. you, you know what I mean? Like that's that's the shit that bothers me. That's the shit that scares me, y'all. Yeah, like I honestly, when I'm, like I don't go to uh, like premieres, not premieres, but like big opening nights of movies anymore, and that's why I quit going because I was like, I don't know if like and, and honestly. When you think about a movie theater, like where, like I know where I like to sit in movies. I always like to sit near the back and up near the top. I know where that seat puts me when you think about like exit rows, when you think about like entrances, when you think about movie theaters and where they're set up. If someone walks in with a gun and starts spraying up, I got to run all the way down right. the stairs towards the gunfire, by the way, fucking to get out of the fucking theater. There's no way in fuck, like, I'm surviving that. I'm not going to take me and my wife into that so we can fucking die for fucking what? So I can see Star Wars before anyone else? Fuck that shit, son. Yeah. Like, it's it's one of those things where and the thing that makes me the most upset about this is that, like, as a country, we all realize that these are ways that we feel. But as a as a country, we can't fucking do anything about it because Avoid, the government is a piece of shit. Avoiding spoilers is not worth my life. Again, America is a shit country. I've been saying this, and I don't understand. Like, we're fucking afraid to go to the movies. Like, how is this great? Where the fuck is the greatness about? Like, where is it? I'd like to know. I'm fucking, I'm sick of fucking reading about fucking police running up into black people's houses and killing them in their own fucking house. This shit just happened again. Yeah. In Fort Worth. Show me the fucking great. I'm waiting to see it. Like, I haven't seen great ever fucking ever this country has never been great so fuck that shit forever during the show i'm good because i ain't seen that shit either during the show rashani uh sent a post and it says it over and over again please do not send the police to check on me yeah like wellness check no please don't do that like 
if it like call like if you if you are not close enough to me to know who the fuck to call to check up on me, then you shouldn't be checking up on me. A hundred percent. It's one of those things where like and I'm I'm kinda over a lot of this, honestly. Like I, I was so fucking pissed about that. Like I've clearly been furious about it. My whole problem with this is is look, that motherfucking shit is way too goddamn close to Dallas. You telling me that police officer he shot her in four fucking seconds. How can I trust as a citizen of this of this country, as as a black person, how can I fucking trust that, that police officer didn't walk in there and think, you take one of ours, we take one of yours? Right. How can I trust that you didn't do that? And the the fact that I can't trust it. Like in a white person be like, oh, well, no one's like, nah, motherfucker, don't tell me no one's like that because since the beginning of this fucking country has been like that and y'all haven't done shit to change it. So tell me how I'm supposed to trust that. And I want to call the cops too. If someone comes breaking in my house, I would love to call the cops. But no, nigga, because I'm not trying to get shot in my own house. And the, the thing that kills me is the narrative that they immediately was painted was that she owned the gun. Motherfucker, last I checked, that was part of your fucking Second Amendment that you fucking ride for so goddamn hard. So how come when we own a gun, we fucking get shot for it, but you own guns, you get to shoot everyone else for it? Fuck that shit, son. Fuck that shit forever. It's the most racist shit ever, and it's just fucking infuriating. I'm fucking sick of hearing about black people getting gunned down their own homes for fucking being black. Yeah, it was that um that um that video a long time ago. Someone did um, a thing where they just where uh, a black dude and a white dude walked down the street with the same AR fifteen. You know me stra- strapped to the back. How would the black dude make it down the street? <laughs> <laughs> he didn't. The white dude. The white dude was stopped, and he mm-hmm. said, "Yeah, I, you know, like is that your gun? I, I own this, and all that kind of stuff. All right, cool." And then they left him alone. The the black dude walking down the street with the same with the exact <laughs> same gun. The police just pull up, guns drawn, get on the ground, and they were like yelling and screaming at him and all of this kind of stuff. And like and and like like a few more cars show up and they all get out guns drawn and it's the exact same gun in the exact same position on a person walking down the exact. Same- <laughs> Yeah, and the only difference is the racist motherfuckers who are who have the guns and have the authority. Yep. That's what I'm saying. You're never going to change that shit, bro. I know it's never going to change. I'm done trying to change it. Fuck them forever. Like, I still, like, and I got this way when I was watching, the. Uh, I thought this when I was watching the Wu-Tang um, the American Saga. When those three cops sit there and watched him snuff out that one dude's life, in my head, all I could think was, none of these motherfuckers should leave there alive. Like, you should kill every single cop there. Yeah, because, like, like they kept saying, he can't breathe. Like, he's going to kill him. Like, and, like they, they're yelling to the cops, like, yo, yo, you need to stop this. Like, honestly, I, I really do feel like that should have been, every cop there should have, like, the end of that story should have been, and then we killed all the fucking cops there and rioted the fuck out because we watched them kill an innocent person. Right. And, like, I don't know. It's just where I'm at right now, man. I'm just... I want to see. I want to see of mics and men, but I don't. Um, but I, I don't want should. Showtime. I don't want Showtime. Like if there's a place where I could just like rent it. Oh, um, I bet you can. You could probably watch 
clips of it. I will say this, uh, where you can rent it. I wonder if you can rent it. Uh, yeah, because I do the Google Rewards thing, and I, I, I rent a lot of stuff. Like, I just finally saw Spider-Man. Like, I don't really go to movies, so I just saw uh, Far yeah. From Home. No, I get uh, it. I, far, far From Home was not great. So you can watch uh, the full first episode on YouTube. It looks like it's free. Um, yeah, they have the full first episode on YouTube. So you can watch at least one episode on YouTube. And the first episode covers a lot of ground um, that the American Saga does that would help you like tie together who's who. Because mm. um, honestly, the second episode is like, uh, the first episode ends with um, him doing the Prince Rakim shit. Okay. So that like that covers all of an American saga. So you can just watch the first episode on YouTube. Here's the part that pisses me off the most. And I, I talked about this because I was on single simulcast on Friday. Oh, dope. Here's the part that pisses me off about uh, the Wu-Tang show so far. Okay. I was, on that last episode, I was this close to getting some actual Wu-Tang shit. Yep. Man. And they Shut that shit down. I, that was on purpose. I felt like that was, that was supposed to make you feel like that because of how RZA felt. He was like... I'm so close to putting this together. We're about to have some dope shit. I'm about to get all my boys in. I'm finally got control of, at, at producing. And they're like, all right, so we're not going to do it. We're not going to fuck with you anymore. Also, shout out to Tommy Boy for uh, fucking up. <laughs> have, having RZA on fucking contract and not being able to fucking deal with it. Right. They mismanaged just- the shit out of him. According to that, I don't know if it was true. But if, the, if it was, that whole uh, Rakim versus Rakim thing, Yep. Mad disrespectful, son. <laughs> like, yes, and he was For too real. cool about it. I feel like I don't feel like Rizzo was this cool about it in real life because in the in the show he was like, oh, I guess it's okay. I feel like in real life he was cursing some motherfuckers out. Yes, and then the oh my god, have you watched the real video? Like they showed a clip of the video during the credits, but like, have you gone back and watched the real video? Oh yeah. That shit. I watched. I watched the real video like a day after I watched the episode, and that shit was so accurate. I mean, the the the, the way that they recreated that set. Yeah, was they nailed it. One that was one hundred percent accurate. I was. I watched like, it because uh, ODB says in the um in the show that he was in. He had. He's. If you look in the video, you see him for like a hot minute. I thought that was Rayquan. Oh, okay. I'm sorry. It was Raekwon. My bad, bad. It was Raekwon. Raekwon says, look in the video, you can see him. And I was like watching it because I was trying to see him. I was like, where? Where is he? I didn't didn't find him. I didn't either. I was like, where is he? Where? Where? I watched that video twice and it's not a good song. I watched that video twice trying to find him. And then I was like, I'm not doing this a third time. I can't. If I hear one more, we love you, Rakeem. I swear to God. Rakeem. Like, come on. Just like, what the, like, it's so 90. And it's honestly, it's so Tommy Boy. That's the shit they were making. Yes. And then, um, Beastie Boy shit. Yeah. But like, the way that they (gasps) created that shit was like perfect. And like, him, him looking corny as fuck in that tuxedo. Like, <laughs> and then, like most of it, most of it with the tuxedo, he was just kind of sitting down with the with the bow tie, yeah. kind of hanging off. But he still looked corny as fuck, bro. I do love though the impetus for how that happened because like, it does kind of like when you see it, it's like, yo, what were they thinking? And then when they explain it, it was like, oh, you like movies, right? And it's like, okay, I get this now. That sounds like some shit a white person would do. Uh-huh. Not even white people. Just sounds like some shit like 
that would happen on your job. You said you like, like, oh, what are you into? What are, what are some interests? Oh, uh, you know, I really enjoy going out to eat. Oh, okay. And then a week later, it's like, Jay's a foodie, y'all. It's like, no, I just said I like to eat at restaurants. Right. Not a foodie. It's, it's that where they just take what they think you mean and run with it. And that whole video is not for the streets. <laughs> no. It is not. I do love that Ghostface clowned him on the set. <laughs> yes. Yeah, and, and then called him um, a shiny suit nigga before Puffy. I was like, oh shit. No, that was right on. Ghostface. No, Ghostface called him a shiny suit nigga on the set. On the set. Ghostface oh, clowned him. Hold on. I thought what oh yeah. So Ghostface came on the set, pulled the gun. Uh okay. Riz was like, chill, chill. He was like, yo. I'm not, you want to be on a shiny, look at you in your little shiny ass motherfucking suit. I'm real, I'm from the streets. Paraphrasing. Okay. And then, yeah. I got you. Then stormed off, because Raekwon actually was in the video. He, had, he didn't have a problem with him, his shiny ass Yeah, because when he sent him away, he told him that he was going to be in the video. Yeah. Like, he told the guy, he told the, the production assistant that he was going to be in there. Yeah. What I don't get is... Uh, I'm still waiting to figure out how um, we go from I'm going to kill that motherfucker in public at a video to kissing him at the fucking <laughs> Triumph video. Or no, was it Triumph or was it a fucking great rabble pit? Either way, like... I mean, and, and like, when they came out, we all assumed that the two of them who seemed to be the closest in style... I thought they were related. We th- I thought they were, I thought they were like best friends for <laughs> Like, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, and, like, how how did that change? I'm still waiting to find out. Like, I, and that's why I think there's going to be another season. They can't, they can't not do another season of this shit, bro. And it's like, only it's, been, it's only 10 episodes, so it's not like they can do a whole lot. And they just got to the uh, Prince Rakeem thing. Like, they, they still should be going through, excuse me, they still got to go through because uh, uh, the um, of Mike's and Men does this. The second episode goes through like them getting money, and how like they all. I didn't realize this at the time because they actually showed Divine in the uh, in the of Mike's and Men. Who, by the way, uh, Divine looks just like the dude I heard, who plays him. I heard. I mean, it's it's scary how I, much they look alike. I heard. I heard that. I heard that. Um, that that dude was perfectly cast, and he plays Divine to a T. He and like even when you hear him talk, like you can't tell that it's a different like because I was watching the, the documentary, you know, uh, of Mike's and Men and listen to him talk. He's like sitting. I love when they show him. They show him. Uh, he's on a yacht with his name on it that says Divine. He's just sitting on it like talking. <laughs> it's hilarious. But like when he starts talking, you're like, yo, this nigga sounds just like the dude from the TV show. Like it's like. That's not like you don't miss a beat with it, but as it turns out, I found out uh, they they had like all these contracts uh, between the between them, but he was doing all the negotiating with the record labels, but at the time he didn't know anything more than anybody else did. So him he was saying like he and ODB and Ghostface would all go in to negotiate with the record label, but they didn't know anything and they thought they were doing well and they found out that like even though they're selling like you know thirty million albums. They're still broke in a lot of cases because they 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 got the payday up front. Because their manager was just as ignorant as they were. Wow. And I don't mean that in a rude way. I'm just saying as ignorant of business as they were. And they trusted him because he was the business dude. He was a dude who was like, oh, I'm running this drug house like a business. 
And I think the the catch is that like the drug business is a little bit easier to like figure out than maybe the record business. I mean, it seems. I mean, it's it's easier <laughs> it's easier to figure out, but I don't. I wouldn't uh, say that it's easier to sustain. <laughs> I feel like that's well. I feel like that's why you get a management team in this case, right? So like, they were getting paydays up front, and they weren't getting residuals off a lot of the records they were making. And I think RZA kind of came out on top because he was producing everybody's shit. So like they had a 50-50 deal where um, every album RZA would produce, he get half, you get half. And, that, you know, they thought that was fair. But the problem is, is that like if RZA's producing all nine albums, he's getting 50-50-50-50 with nine dudes. You're only getting 50, which is you. <laughs> and like that, it felt fair. But when you think about it, it's not really that fair. Not at all. Yeah, and so like, and RZA himself said like, you know, we weren't, and Divine and RZA both like, we weren't trying to scam people or get over on them. It's just we were doing what we thought was fair at the time, and a lot of the group splintered and broke up because they started like trying to get out of those contracts. And Inspector Deck was talking about it. He was like, "Yo, I had to like sit down with lawyers uh, across the table from people who were like family to me to get out of this contract that we wrote on some goddamn paper." He's like, you should just let me out of the contract. It should have just been nothing, but I had to go get lawyers to get out of the goddamn contract. And so that was just, you know, like I said, they had egos and got mad at each other. I mean, they're still family, obviously, but they they had their, their tribulations. That's mainly the second episode. I'd imagine uh, that would be like a lot of the second season. Yeah. Do you know the, um, the, what you call, the guy who plays Raekwon said that... Uh, he had to wear um, more and more uh, increasing in size fat suits in order to play Raekwon. Yeah. He had to, he had to wear a fat suit. And like Raekwon is not even that big. I but mean, he's not, so thin. But yeah, he's so Shamik Moore, right? Yeah. Also, it's kind of fucked up because Shamik Moore is like a good looking dude and Raekwon is not. And they're like, you're going to be Raekwon. <laughs> Uh, I, you know, I I like the I like the Method Man episode. Oh man, Meth was one of my favorite. Uh, Davey, shout out to him for actually sounding like Method Man, which was kind of cool. Uh, and he's, I think he's always been he's always been kind of Method Manny. Uh, no, no, like he's. I mean, Method Man has always been the guy for me. Like he's always been like that. I didn't. This this kind of solidified how much I liked him. Method Man was always like I I remember fucking the Takao album. I bought that shit. And nobody else did. Um, like I, Judgment I Day it. shit. I oh, okay. Well, shout out. I own Judgment, Judgment Day. Day. Dope as shit. I was the one who, like, there was this local, um, there was this local place, uh, local record store that would not wait until um, the the street date. So, like, I would show up to I would show up to school with like the Capadonna album before everybody else. You know what I mean? Like, and you yeah. go, how the fuck you get that? Like, and I'm like, yo, I I got a hookup. Like, and but really, I was just buying it from a local store. Yeah, they just didn't give a fuck about street release. Nope. Um, not at all. But like, that's what I'm saying. Like, I, I feel like I, I just. I'm trying to figure out how to wrap this, and I, I just realized I'm, I'm not going to be able to. I was trying to wrap it. Like, I'm going to wrap it up. We're not going to be able to wrap it up. Here's what I'll say. Um, I want to make sure I say this. I think Dave East did dope. Uh, I really loved uh, ODB's performance. Um, I got triggered as soon as I saw those cartoons show up. I was like, oh, no, not again. 
uh, <laughs> as soon as I saw the cartoon, I was like, oh, no, don't do it. And then it, it was okay. Uh, mm-hmm. I, my, my heart was hurt when the uh, old dude got shot, Jason, or Jason, when he got uh-huh. shot. Uh-huh. No, he deserved him. He deserved him. I, thought, I damn sure thought that was going to be you, God. Like, I, I know he deserved them bullets, though. He deserved them bullets. Yeah. Let's not pretend like he didn't. He wouldn't, shouldn't have got them. He, but got, yeah. he got killed on the order of fucking two bits. <laughs> he did. And, um... <sighs> Yo, how the fuck you got some custom shoes and you go rob a nigga with custom That's shoes? what I was trying to figure out. Like, why didn't you change your shoes before you robbed them? You just were telling somebody how unique they were. Uh, and then I feel like everybody who got killed, like, I feel like they're killing people to show that they're not Wu-Tang members. <laughs> like, like, I, I thought Hayes might have, I thought Jason might have been someone. I thought like, well, maybe Hayes turns like, is he going to end up being like Master Killer? Like, who is he? And then he got killed and I was like, nope, that's not Master Killer. Uh, and then I thought Jason was going to be you guys. Nope. <laughs> now, I listened to I listened to an after show. I listened to an after buzz show of uh, of Wu Tang, and here's the problem: not everybody there really knows very much about Wu Tang. So, like all of these things that they're asking, like and, and like, and I'm like, I'm like, you do realize that's already happened? And like the 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 episode where uh, where Hayes gets killed is called like Impossible or something like that. Yeah. And they're like, why is this called Impossible? And I was like, you ain't realize that all of these episodes are named after Wu Tang songs, like all in together. Right, like, which by like the way, you, fuck that name because they don't come together in that episode. I was right. so angry about that. I was like, oh, in together, like, oh shit, this is when they're first gonna come together. Nope, right, they do not. And then, and then somebody was just like, like marking off like the 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 members that we've seen, and then someone was just like, we we haven't seen Capadonna, and I was like, what nope. the fuck do you mean you haven't seen Capadonna? When when, when he goes to jail, the nigga actually spits his verse from Winter War. Like yeah. what, what the fuck do you mean you haven't seen Cavadonna? I think it's just he 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 hasn't like well I don't know because he's he was in jail the entire time up until now anyway right yes yeah he he didn't make thirty six chambers because he was in jail but like when when Divine goes to jail this nigga spits his the, yeah. the only good verse like he spits his only good verse for Winter Wars is like okay I guess that's Capadonna but like everybody just kind of missed that it's like what the fuck do you mean like that's his only good verse and he spit the verse yeah he he they made sure to have him spit it I feel like that uh and not Inspector Deck but um Jizza shows up too for like a hot second um well Jizza well well Jizza was there for well the last couple of episodes he's been around more especially yeah. that last that last yeah, that's episode. right he is there in the last episode he's he's there pretty heavy in that last episode i forgot yeah because that's they were all signed i just i felt like he wasn't there as heavy it's, as it's it's deck that that barely showed up like well they they never showed jizza uh as being signed as well so jizza was signed before rizza was oh my god have you ever seen a uh, girl come do me video yeah, I looked it up. <laughs> I went on a whole like spree of looking up Wu Tang stuff like this. I've been I've been looking at a bunch of um I've been looking at a bunch of like interviews and stuff like that. Um, yeah, of them just just talking and you know like they it's rare for them the like in the last like ten years for them to do interviews together. 
yeah. it's all like you because they you were know, mad at each other for a minute. Yeah, and they, and they and like everybody seems to be mad at Rizzo for one reason or another. Of um, of what we just highlighted, he was getting fifty percent of everybody's album, and there's none of them niggas. But then like uh, and then like you know like most of them seem to have the same criticism. It's like yo, his shit is kind of whack now. Like we need to, we need we need some better stuff. Like you producing all of this stuff, but we need yeah. you to do better stuff. Like we get it. Like you listen to a whole bunch of shit, but like, do you really want us to be rapping over a Beatles sample? Like the Beatles, nigga. Like what's good about that? Well, I feel like that, and uh, like uh, they say it on um, they fucking say this shit on on a uh, of mics and men. Um, like fucking what was the one that that they came out in two thousand seven? Um. Enter the what was it? Fuck, I can't remember the Wu Tang album though. Uh, it, it was it was okay. Is why I don't remember it actually. I don't I don't remember too much as far as like full albums. I don't remember too much after Forever. Like it just all kind of like the solo albums took more of a precedent over everything. Oh, I didn't realize that until I was going through. I I started going through the uh, fucking um, solo albums. And I didn't realize how much that shit meant to me. Like I was like, yo, a lot of these songs I I, I think of as being Wu Tang songs are like Criminology by Raekwon. I didn't realize that was just a Raekwon song. I thought it was just right. a Wu Tang song cause it's just like because, all of them on that shit. Because the Purple Tape was so much of a Wu Tang album as opposed to just- Eight Diagrams. Years. That's the one that they dropped oh. in 2007. Okay, that's when that's when everybody started complaining about the other dude who was producing stuff. Wasn't they math or something like that? Yeah, mathematics. Uh, that's a, a lot of the interviews. Like they're complaining about mathematics and all. Yeah, yo. Honestly, a lot of this, like I, I remember listening to Eight Diagrams, and I was excited because like Wu was back, but it also isn't that good. I listened to the last one that they just came out with. Um, the uh, the the. The addition of Redman makes that shit, uh, made that shit a whole lot more tolerable to me. Yeah, because Redman is because what nope. what what uh what people say people's pe- I like people say, but yeah. like I but like I didn't have like a playlist to put in one that was not like new dude music. So like every time it came up during that playlist, it seemed out of place. I feel you. So, and then it didn't feel right to put it with the old stuff. Um, because it's not really old. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. All right, we got to wrap. Um, I don't have a, a cool thing to say to end. Do we ever tell people to call us? Um, we are we done to- with that? <laughs> do we not do that anymore? We used to be like, call, write, reach out. Now we're like, fuck you. Don't. <laughs> right. <laughs> no, no, it's just people just kind of stopped. And then like well, um, then Kojak died and then they just kind of Yeah. That's true. Uh, that's true. Yeah. Well, I mean, like I feel like Rashani's better at ending this than I am. No, Rashani just ends the show. That's true. He just cuts it. He probably already cut it already, truthfully. Yeah. Like, it, it got cut 15 minutes ago and we're just talking. I guarantee you that's what happened. Yep. Yep. All right, man. Well, guess what? Uh, don't go see Joker. Uh, terrible movie. It, it is. I will say this. Um, if you are curious about it, go see it. But don't pay to go see it. Word up. I understand that. Yep. All right, man. Peace. All right. Have a good rest of your day. Peace, brother.